Welcome to Fur What Is Worth. There's your cookie. Have fun. <laughs> An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. Wisconsin, Texas. One thing about coming out to a convention on the East Coast. That's not the East Coast. Minnesota is not the East Coast. Oh. Whoa. Rue took a break. Pull that ripcord. <laughs> We're done. Aboard. So, guess that means I say here is Tugs and Lyric? I didn't even put it on here, but I know what's coming next. Or do you? Oh, yeah, I do. Welcome to For What It's Worth, Season 6, Episode 5. You did what in the parlor? As you may have heard, Rue is taking a break. It is true. Firebreast not making stuff up. So, instead of Rue, we have a guest host. Our guest host name is Lyric. Say hi. Hi. You may remember him from the death episode, the most depressing episode nobody ever listened to on our whole series of episodes. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So, he's going to be filling in for Rue. We miss him very much, but don't worry, Rue actually recorded stuff for this episode separately. It just happened to be that our vacations uh, conflicted and so recording schedules didn't work out. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Although you were just saying did what in the parlor, so now I'm thinking of ice cream. So I, I, I was actually there. going for Clue. Yeah, I know it didn't work. <laughs> I like ice cream. <sighs> you so, and ice cream. So I'm doing all right. Um, I guess we can kind of recap what's been going on here. Um, so uh, I love fall, but I've been kind of dealing with sinuses, yeah, and so it's like you know the Kleenex box has been winning. Oh, um, do you get the Vicks Kleenex? Sometimes I I can't. I'm I am a, a diva. I want like puffs with lotion or Vicks. Is that so you don't like look like, you know, you have oh a my red God. nose? You know, like when you go to work and they give you like the sandpaper, like one half ply tissue and like you rub your face off. I hate that. Yeah, it's literally sandpaper. It yeah. is. Your, like, your face goes with it. Yeah, you're like one layer at a time. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. What else have I been up to? Uh, I also did uh, Steampunk, uh, Steamposium in Seattle, and that was a blast. Is um, that where you sit around and talk about the uses of steam? Something like that. It's They never use it correctly. So, oh, really? So yeah. like, do they talk about how to gift games to each other and... I'm sure they did in a panel. I didn't go into any of the oh, panels. Okay. No, I actually, had, there was a group of six of us, and we went as uh, um, Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland uh, characters. So that was a really neat deal. Of course, I was the Mad Hatter. That's kind of to be expected. So um, it was pretty great. So did that. And then I've also been ordering a lot of furniture. So my bank account has been screaming at me. And some of it you have to put together. And I got to be honest, I don't always put it together right the first time. So... I- <laughs> Yeah, so so I'll put it together. I go, oh, that's totally backwards. If I put anything on that shelf, it's going to be on the floor. Oh wait, wait. Here's the sound for when you order furniture. Yeah, yeah. Don't no, seriously. And then uh, sometimes I have an Amazon Prime problem where I'll order a bunch of stuff and then I send it to work because it's safer for it to arrive at work. Oh and my so God, my right. my coworkers give me lots of grief. They're like, oh, look who's been late night shopping again. <laughs> they bring it to me. So that's been going on. And then uh, I've also been watching a lot of Twitch and TwitchCon just happened and. Uh, I'm kind of happy that my Prime account now covers Twitch. So Right. So Twitch is for game streaming only, isn't it? Um, yeah. I was, and so, creative stuff. So I, creative. I did a live stream of me editing the last show, but I did it on YouTube live because I thought about Twitch because I could just use Shadowplay, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't think you can just do like a show. You can. Yeah. They you have can? people that play music. They have people that are just creative. They have people in there that paint. They have people. I mean, there's so many things you can do on Twitch now. So they so have a creative So it's not zone. just games. Nope. It's not just games anymore. Uh, so they've taken that to the next level. 
Okay. Okay. See, I, that that clears up a lot. Did they lose anything with the Twitch Prime stuff? It's so, basically just Turbo, right? Yeah. So they well, they kind of retired Turbo and they kind of didn't. Um, there's a lot of places, uh, countries that don't have Prime, so they're going to still have Turbo offered to them. Um, but for all the places that do have Prime, if you get Prime, it's pretty much taking place of what Turbo gave you, except for there's some added stuff. You get a free 30 day subscription every 30 days. Um, so you can subscribe to your favorite streamer, and then you can uh, you what also happens, get. What, is, what do you do? What do they get out of that? Do they get so? So it's usually five dollars per month, and you get a bunch of custom emotes, and you get a bunch of different perks depending on the stream oh, that you're watching. So you give them the perks. Yeah, um, the streamer gets the yeah gives yeah, those, those perks. So it's kind of a fun deal. Um, and then uh, you, you also get discounts off games if you're buying games through Amazon, and then you also get some free games and some different stuff. So it's kind of neat. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I, I I've streamed on Twitch a little bit, but I've I don't know. I thought YouTube Live worked out really well. Uh, really, a lot of Twitch people are going back and forth between YouTube and Twitch. They're doing both, and so and if they weren't vlogging, they're starting to vlog now on YouTube. So it's kind of interesting. And then another thing I've been up to is I've also been uh, starting to make eight bit perler things, which perler beads, if you're not familiar, are these little um, cylinder beads that you can melt together into cool things, and they only look cool if you're making eight bit characters that are totally copyrighted. So. Of course. Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> and of course, I buy these huge mixed containers. And so, like, you know, me being lyric, I'm like, I don't want to do this all by hand. So I started sorting the first one by hand. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a robot to sort this for me. So that's actually what I've been working on because I don't want to do this by don't hand. Don't you have robots already? Or is it like a DIY thing all the time? DIY. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. This is where you ask me what I've been up to. Tugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always about you. No, I'm kidding. What have you been up to? Um, a couple things. I don't. We were talking about this in the show Telegram, and um, I did you see those murders that happened in California? I must have not been paying attention. Really? To news. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'm going. To, I'm going right now to Google. Um, but apparently, there was like a furry murder. Like, and in the news, they like it's a furry murder. How did I not hear about this? Um, it didn't get really big, but um, I don't know. See, furry community shocked after gory triple murder. Yikes. Uh, so this is Rolling Stone. On September 24th, police arrived at a Fullerton, California, where we're going, home to two children aged six and nine waiting for them um, on the porch in terror. Inside the bodies, the girl's parents, along with a family friend, lay dead. Jennifer Goodwill Yost and her husband Christopher Yost and their friend Arthur Billy, I don't even want to say Butcher, Boucher, had all been killed inside the house. Jennifer Yost's 17-year-old daughter Caitlin was reported missing. Three days after the deaths, the police arrested 21-year-old Joshua Acosta and 25-year-old Frank Felix. Caitlin, who had been friends with Acosta until recently, when her family made her break up contact with the other man, was recovered safely by the police. The story, blah, 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 blah. Um, Jennifer and Caitlin were part of Southern California's furry subculture, dedicated fans of blah, 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 who typically flocked to cartoons and fan fiction depicting adorable animals that walk on two feet as were the two men arrested for murder. Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah, I didn't hear about that at all, which is kind of shocking. They quote Dogpatch Press. Um, they were the tragedy will become a joke to the general public, like a 2014 chlorine gas attack at Midwest Fur Fest. Um, MSNBC's Mika Brzezinski was able to unkeep a straight face after she learned about furries. She had to rush off set, unable to contain her laughter. That's sad. Right? And it's, um, so I, I'm looking at this and people were reacting and 
naturally, of course, when the mind becomes involved, we turn to nuka in these trying times. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, it really doesn't matter what subculture you're in. Uh, you know, it's like people are still people, which sounds so cheesy to say, but it's it's just the truth. So it's kind of disheartening that people would just be laughing at that because, I mean, somebody lost their daughter, somebody lost, you know, their exactly someone that, really close to them. That was nuka's reaction. It was that they were just using this as a sensationalist thing. Totally. Uh, rather than like two kids just lost their parents. Yeah, like, that's it's a big deal. That's really bad. That's like someone's someone is going, and I don't mean this crassly in a mean way, but so they're going to need some therapy at this point, right? There's definitely trauma there. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think it's notable because it's the first time that I've heard of where there's been like such tension in the community that like it actually led to someone dying. I think it'd be interesting to hear from some of our listeners if they had any reactions or if that news even got around. Um. Well, I know it was. I, I found out through Twitter, so I know it is. It was getting around. Um, it's just look. It, it, it begs the question after this: like, when when are we going to step up and say that behavior is not okay? We've talked about that on a. We have a whole episode for it, you know. But it, it just leads to: are we are we dumb? You know, I, I think it's we're just desensitized. I think, um, or is it that we're just too tolerant of everyone coming in and? No, I think we're desensitized because I think a lot of it, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, but it takes a lot of energy to step up um, and tell someone it's like, no, you shouldn't be doing it this way. But a lot of individual acts of doing that will make a difference. So, I mean, I shouldn't, I, it's not to say that you should be doing it every time, you know, and policing, you know, the community. But if you see the opportunity to present itself, you're like, no, that's just not right, you know, or you shouldn't be acting that way, then it's definitely your duty to stand up for that unless you just don't care. I don't want to read any more stories like this. I mean, I'm sure it's happened in other communities, but this is our community's first. It, it is. And it's weird because I feel somewhat detached, even from the story that you just read, which should not be happening, but I'm not sure. I've never seen the community as, as a murdering type. And so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, keep your eyes open, speak up. Let's, uh, while I'm recapping stuff, I'm going to shift gears off of that. Oh, but sorry, before I completely do... Someone's calling me. Who the hell is calling me in the middle of my show? Nope. Um, <laughs> Denied. <laughs> Denied. Um, just if, if anyone who's connected to that scene is is listening, um, you know, it, it is hollow. We hope you get what you need right now. And, you know, we are, we are genuinely sorry for you. And, you know, we hope that the community is rallying around you for that. So, now let's shift gears. I have an announcement. We have started something new, um, and so that means that we're going to bring back one of people's favorite things. I like So, you will be hearing this music every episode, because we opened a Patreon. People in Telegram were suggesting it, so we decided, hell, why not? So later on this episode, you'll hear who actually bought their name into the show. And it'll have this music. It's pretty good music. Yeah. I mean, I think it is the most fitting music. It, it kind of makes me want to dive into like my vault of like gold coins. I think you died. Okay. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? 
Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's so, see what we got here. Since you're filling in for Rue, we've given you the newest in the set from OK Cookie, the makers of Cards Against Humanity. It's like an opening here. Right? I know. They steal those. Oh, like, my goodness. Yeah. See, it's like you need to like you be really man, hungry for it. Scream, I have the power when you open it. I have the power. <laughs> you still can't get it out. This is oh great. my god! Okay. Oh, okay, there we go. It's there almost go. like Costco clamshell action going on here. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. So we're breaking. We're ready it. for this? Okay. Breaking the cookie. All right. Oh, here it comes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. You got to get closer to the mic when you read this. As the Buddha said, "All we are is of the result of we are the thought in bed with a cookie." What the fuck? <laughs> That's terrible. I'm dead serious. That's the fortune. I think we need another fortune. We need this a backup is the, one. Yeah, backup Let's fortune. Let's do it again. Backup fortune. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? Yes. It's Ruse right. Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, All you right. gotta get you gotta get your mouth right. back on that mic. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. When Morgan Freeman dies, you will remember this cookie in bed with a cookie. <laughs> 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 okay, I have to eat the cookie because that one has to be true. Oh my god, mm. what? When Morgan Freeman dies, you will remember this cookie. You know what? We will. <laughs> <laughs> that time when we were I need some butter with that cookie. <laughs> I know. The finest butter. Oh my gosh. Oh, Alright, let's mm. do the real show. No, don't worry, you'll get crumbs in it. I can't even. <laughs> I know, we're still stuck in that, in that fortune. That was fantastic. Well, we hope you enjoyed your potty break. Um, and you know what I forgot to put on here? We should probably actually have you say a little bit more about yourself, guesty, hosty. Uh, so you are a... I am a... <laughs> green raccoon. Green. Why green? Uh, because I, I like green. It's just an odd color. And why did you pick the name Lyric? Um, actually... Speaking of names, that actually came from uh, a character that's in one of my books that I've been writing, and I really liked the name, and so I just kind of was like, let's do it. And then I like music, so, you know, musical notes all over me. I have never, ever seen you play an instrument. I know, even though I have. I actually did seven years of piano growing up, and then I also did marching band and then drum and bugle corps. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've done a lot of music-related stuff. And you've been in the fandom how long? Well, I joined the fandom in 2009, so math it. <laughs> I, time math is not normal math. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, like literally, they have a different function on Excel oh, for my. time. Like it's time in, or days 360. Don't ask me to math anything. I'm I'm horrible at just playing cribbage. I can't count fast enough. Right. All right. Well, let's kick this off. So we have a bunch of emails, which you don't have at all. Um, <laughs> but I'll read them because I've got them. Uh, and we'll kick it off with Fido. So talking about con roommates, uh, this is what he had to say. 
Hey guys, it's the old dog from the desert, Fido. For, from the few times I've been to a con, I've only ever roomed with the locals that were going as well. Personally, I believe that's the best strategy, especially if you're close friends with them, mostly because of communication and reliability. I'm not saying you shouldn't trust online friends, but from a financially responsible aspect, it makes the most sense because you can sit down face-to-face and work out a game plan. The strategy my group usually has is depending on how many people are going will depend on how much the room cost gets split so that everyone pays the same and we cover our own food. Upon arriving, after checking in, everyone gets a room key, and our rule is no unknowns in the room without letting someone else know. Before checking out, everyone helps straighten up the room and get the trash out. I know this sounds strict, but these are the only things me and my group spend months collaborating on. Everything else, we just wing it. But in the end, everyone benefits, and it's fun. I hope this helps congoers get a good idea of planning a convention trip. I'm not saying print everyone an itinerary, but at least do what you can to get you and your con roommates on the same page. Signed, Fido. Hmm. Yeah, no, I uh, <clears throat> totally agree. I think just having some basic standards for, you know, just how everybody should be um, interacting, um, especially where a room is concerned, um, it makes a big difference. And I think it actually takes away a lot of anxiety. So I think that that definitely helps. Yeah, I don't think that's strict at all. And I know we're probably going to dig into it a little bit later. Uh, yeah, we are. But yeah, I mean, he's got a good game plan. The next email that we have to kick this off is from Leo the Artist. Buenos dias, you fluff-tastical cast of FOA, long breaking the silence of the night with an email. Con room mates. The best way to make sure you have extra money for buying all the things at con. I personally have only split a room once and it was paused down the most awkward thing ever. So two years ago, two of my friends and I decided to see if we can lighten the load of a hotel room and split it for three people, so we did that. One room, one bath, two queen beds. But what me and the other guy didn't know is that we would be sharing it with a con staffer. So the first day after buying all the stuff from the dealer's den, I go up and toss my stuff on the bed I choose. But that night, me and my buddies open the door and see a large hairy man with nothing but a white shirt and boxers on, with the shirt draped only halfway over his hairy belly, half exposed, relaxed, watching TV, and as I look to see my stuff tossed on my friend's bed, to see the one thing he didn't move under and barely poking out of the sheets, pause for dramatic effect, my newly purchased tail. Oh, oh man. Oh. Fail. <laughs> I ask him nervously, um, hey, guy, you're laying on my tail. He reaches to the side of him and pulls it out, and I half heartily grab and go to the opposite side of the room with my friends. That night, with no bed and the strange hairy man climbing, claiming the bed I would have used, I found myself calling the floor in my bed and wadded up a t-shirt for my pillow. After that, I decided to make the 80-mile round trip from the con to my home every day rather than stay with that strange hairy man in the room. That's the only experience i dealt with so far, and hopefully the worst. Well, that's all. This tech is great going, so I see my way back to lurking. Sincerely, Leo the Artist, sent from glorious PC Master Race. <laughs> Thank you, Leo. Um, wow, now I have this big picture of this big hairy man in my mind. I'm not sure how I feel about it. That sounds so strange. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> Your poor tail. Should, or should we should we take a few seconds for his tail? <laughs> yes. Okay. A few seconds of silence. Okay. Anyway. So yeah. No. Um. That you know that roommate situation actually sounds really familiar. I think I actually had it happen to me at one point where I was in this arrangement and somehow that arrangement ended up with me sleeping on the chair in the room or on the floor because someone didn't tell me one or two more people were going and. Pretty much that changed my experience going forward for how I was going to actually pursue going after rooms. I'm just stuck on like the large hairy man. Like, yeah, it's I, I have this weird like, and it's not like straight hairs. It's like curly, gross hair. Yeah, like, it's like this kind know, of hair doesn't. He grow can't on chin. wash every spot. You know, that's, that's not my just... joke. But yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I, I wonder how many people are listening to this going, large hairy man. I'm sure one person's like, oh. Yeah, it's just like it's just you know with the white undershirt that he doesn't change very often and it goes up like a button. That's literally the image I have in my head, like the dude from South Park. I think worse actually, but yes. So, how do you pick your con roommates? Um, for me, I I try to go with definitely people I know. I don't usually room with people I don't know. Um, although that's not always the case, but lately it's been I prefer to room with people I know. It's just a lot better that way. Um, there's just a, a more a better understanding of standards and what to expect. And it just takes a lot of the stress out of that side of going to a con. Um, what about like existing roommates? Um, so that's, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I, I was going to say that could be great or it could be bad. It really depends on how good your relationship was your, with your roommate. If you have a roommate where you guys like do everything together, they're almost like a best friend, you know, you guys cook dinner together, whatever. Um, you have an understanding money's kind of this fluid thing. Uh, you pay for something, they pay for something. It's just a give and take. Then probably rooming with them is no problem. But if you have a roommate that doesn't like to take out the trash, doesn't clean the kitchen, doesn't clean the bathroom, doesn't really give a shit. They're like, Oh, let's go to this con. Bad idea. Sound the bad alarm right now. Just buzzer, you know, just don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to hate them and you're going to want to move out the moment you get back. You know, I see. I, I, I have, I do um, like, and by virtue of the fact that uh, of the show, Corey will room with me if he goes to a con. Uh, but beyond that, I don't really want to room with my roommates. Maybe, I, I don't think my husband is a roommate, by the way. But that's because I live with them. And for me, it's like... You're going to a con to meet other people. I'm going to a con, and it's like the super sleepover for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like big kid uh, sleepover in a hotel. That sounds like cub logic. I agree. <laughs> well, no, but like... It is, <laughs> don't you remember when you were a kid and you'd have your sleepovers? It was like the best thing ever. Yeah. <clears throat> We'd talk me. until some late hour. My parents would yell in the room like and say we were too loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 11 when you were a kid. Well, apparently yeah. my voice carried through walls when I was younger. So I had this disadvantage that I... I'd be like, you know, whispering and then somehow not whispering. <laughs> You'd be all, pss, 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 pss. and I love looking at boobs. It wouldn't last long enough. And then I'd forget <laughs> and start talking like this. And then my mom would go, oh my gosh, go to bed, guys. Yeah. No, it, it is like, it's like exciting it's to like have a sleepover <laughs> with your friends at a con. Right, like, right. you know, except of course now it's big kid sleepover. Right, so, right. Which so means it's there's not been just, alcohol just, consumption at some point. Right. Though. And it's not just up late talking. It's like pillow talk. Oh, yeah. and beyond pillow talk, and then on, f- and then okay. I'm not saying it's as long as you friends, have plenty of pillowcases, everything is. Every- <laughs> we'll get to the pillowcases. Okay. So, what's the stress by association item? So, um, kind of how that works is like okay. So, if we're getting a room, and let's say let's say you and I are going in fifty uh, fifty to start, but then there's another person that you know that I don't know that needs a room and then you ask, okay, is it okay if this person rooms? If we know each other well enough and what our standards are, then that's probably okay where I'm going to instinctively trust that this person's going to be our, our type of people mm-hmm. or I like to call my people. Um, and then it might be okay. But the reason why it can be risky is it really depends on your standard of friendship with that person. If you can trust their decision-making to be a good decision. Yeah, it's, so what otherwise could happen is you invite this person and I'm just going to assume that they're, you know, we're on the same page, but they're not. And then they just make the big fat man on the bed sitting on my tail no, type scenario. Big hairy man. Uh, you know, well, <laughs> about the same. It's, that's something that this, this extends beyond picking a con roommate, but as I've gotten to be 
aged. I don't know what the word aged. I was looking for there. Aged uh, is not the word. Uh, um, seasoned. Seasoned. <laughs> like it's a like steak. become vintage. Um, like calling up a friend and going, hey, can I get a character reference on someone? Like when I was really young, that was like offensive. Like, how dare you not try? But that's like, no, now I just need to know that like this guy is not like an asshat, you know? And I need to know someone who knows this steal person. your kitchen sink. Yeah. <laughs> But I want to know that I'm not going to like wake up in the night with them breathing heavily right above my face or something. Watching you, know? you sleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it's kind of important. He's going to borrow everything. See, no, but the truth is I would probably wear like a Burger King mask, like the king. And like, stand up with someone. <laughs> just, except for you would be able to hold the face. You'd just start laughing uncontrollably. No. You no. would. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Right. no. But yeah, but it's, it's just the trust thing is so important. It is. It's so really the fundamental element to really making a great convention um, is being able to trust your roommates because then really what happens is your room kind of becomes that safe place. So if something goes wrong, you're stressed, you're not feeling good, uh, whatever it is, you have a place you can go back to and it's, you know, then you, maybe you can take an hour or two and then you're good to go again. So I would definitely say make sure that you can check the person out. And it's my opinion, and I, I, I'm guessing you probably agree, getting a character reference and asking around if you don't trust the person should not be taken as an offensive thing. Don't take it personal. You don't know everybody. Someone might, I mean, come on. It's not like you get offended at the bank when they do a credit check on you. Right, exactly. Well, you're about to spend their money, so. <laughs> right? I want to know that. I mean, because you are, and that's true. Right. You're entering into a contract with them, basically. It's, exactly. it's not like written, but they got to pay the bill. Right, exactly. Uh, and then another, a couple other things I think is like, Going with roommates that you you kind of know their financial standing and they're good to pay the bill. You know that they're good for the money. They're not going to like... They don't have collectors knocking on their door all day. Leave you hanging out there and spend all this money on furry art and forget to pay you. Oh, my God. Oh, that's actually one thing I want to say is like if you go into contract into when it comes to a room, get the money before anyone can buy anything. Like you got to get the money up front unless you, are, you know the people really well and it's yeah, not a worry. Yeah. If you have a real job. <laughs> right, right. That's that's totally a thing. And um, besides money, this is the next one we have on here. I like my, my people I, I'm going to be spending very close time with in bed. Like, not just doing them necessarily, but like... I want to roll over in the night and not get a whiff of ass. Like it's important not to, you know. Talk about this. Have you ever rolled over and and like, and they're just like horror stories. Oh god! (laughs) You're like, like, I'm gonna go sleep on the floor. Like, like, are you regulated? I'm gonna go sleep in the shower with the water on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's true. Um, I, I think showering, at least at a con, from what I know, especially if you're first suiting, you should be showering twice a day, not just once. Like once is like the bare minimum. And you know, it's like deodorant is pretty cheap, and like don't like cover your stench with cologne. And cologne doesn't oh. age like wine. You know, throw it away. You no, know, and you don't age like wine, either. right? You, you get ripe right. with age, Please. but not the good ripe. <laughs> Please don't leave a force field in places that you go where it lingers for 30 minutes. Like, yeah. If you don't, okay, if you're going to a con to make friends, like, I mean, that's really the whole idea. You go to a con, have a great time, create great memories, make friends, and have a great experience. If, if you're not going to a con for those reasons, I, 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 you're going to be disappointed. Expect to definitely be disappointed because if you're going to go and you smell awful, people are going to repel you. Like... They're going to be like, oh, that's nice. And then just make any excuse in the book to go do something else. Yeah. At well, least the good people. And the thing is, there are people out there who like are like, mm, I like a musky guy. We're not talking we're about that. We're not talking that. about sex. We're, you can be musky for that. Go for it. Yeah, but, but we're, we're talking about like 
you are the major olfactory presence at the con. You when when you're sharing space with other people, that's where, the, again, that respect comes in. And you should have no problem bringing that standard up and saying something to people. Actually, the last con I went to, I said something to four different people. And I was like, you need to go shower. Like, no. What'd they do? Uh, two of them went and showered. Two of them got offended. But that's, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like, that's like saying you need a breath mint. I agree. I agree. It's like, like, and I was doing it nicely. I didn't do it offensive. I said, I just, I just want to let you know that you, you have some BO. You probably should go shower. Yeah, just, oh my God. And it was, it was a nice fashion. It wasn't like, oh my God, you stink. What is wrong with you? Like, no, I'm not, I'm not all about the shame. <laughs> Even though that's what I'm thinking in my mind. I'm not about that. I, I, if you take care of the problem, you'll just be respected more. And actually, I like it when people tell me, it's like, oh, you need to change your shirt or, or, um, you know, yeah. maybe you have some dry skin here or whatever. You know, people will let you know, oh, your zipper's down. It's just the courtesy thing to Why do. Why are you staring at my dick? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, this This touches on, there are people who I have refused roommate status to for a con. Uh, I don't even know if that's, that's a terrible phrase. That I have. I refuse, I shut the gate, I slam you know, the door. No, well, I've declined to room with them. And that's because... <clears throat> There are certain people, this is the hard part about this episode, like you don't want to name names because we're not trying to like pick on people. These are just Make examples. Yeah. Oh. Um, no, this person, they always wear the same Kigu all day, every day at the con. I don't know why, but the name, and I don't know who this person is, but I'm going to call them Sean. Okay. And like you see them and like the first day, they look great, right? Outfits fine. Sounds good. Looks good. Yeah, um, but at the end of the con, the, there's it's dirty. That you can tell like they haven't Kuka, showered. Smells like pot. <laughs> Not pot. It just smells like 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 sweat Grunge. and bo. Yeah, and it's like, dude, it changes shade of color. And I, I can understand because it's like, <clears throat> look, I get that you want to be in your element. You want to wear this kigu because it looks like your character. I get it. I get that you can't go buy a hundred kigus of your character. First of all, that's like a Ronald McDonald closet, like four hundred things of the same thing. But <laughs> the reality of it is, look, unless you're going to go to the laundry room at the hotel, if they have one, they probably do. You you probably should not do that. I know that you don't want to break your fantasy because this is fantasy time. It's con time. Take elements of your character. Like if your character has a collar and the kigu has a sewn-in collar for looks. Put on the collar one day and wear a shirt. Like there are ways to do it, and you need you have to accept the fact that there are limits. So okay, so I do have one more thing too that I've noticed. It's like if you are in a relationship, that is not an excuse to not care about your hygiene anymore. Like because you're not on the market. Like I don't know what it is about furries. Really, I'm dead serious. I'm not making this up. Like they just kind of let themselves go after they're in a relationship. I'm not kidding you. I'm like more. Like, I want I want to be old and wrinkly and have, want to have someone pork me. Like I. <laughs> I need to be desirable. I, I can see myself with the can later and, you know, like, move, argh, push me down. <laughs> but do I look pretty? <laughs> do I look pretty? <laughs> right. uh, swish, swish. I'll wear a cape when I'm older. Don't worry. I'll make the swoosh noises. Oh, my God. So what about planning for the room? I think this is a variable. So, okay. I think planning, and usually what happens is, at least for a good rooming situation, one person takes the hat of planning and making things happen. That means calling the hotel. That means helping figure out a discount. Oh, like liaison or All of it. Totally liaison. Planning when people are going to arrive, making sure all the names are on the hotel. Everybody has their card. Like, it's just the respectful right thing to do. And it makes it easy on everybody. (laughs) It's usually me. It is you. (laughs) You're right. You do a great job, though. It's wonderful. I just piggyback the trips. Oh, the truth is out now. (laughs) All right. Whatever. Uh, Good thing you love me. I do. Uh, Platonically. <laughs> uh, my no, you're right. Right. The thing, I think this is a variable. I think you're right. Like, there's some basics. 
making sure people have keys to the room, making sure people's names are on the room. Um, you know, I think there's also a certain amount of vetting that goes into that. Sure. Um, well, it, but if you're going to do like decor and like elaborate stuff, theming, yeah. like like the blanket fort, the blanket for instance, fort. which is something that I run at a con with uh, Scritch. Actually, it's his brainchild, and I just know people. Um, no that that's no. like a whole new level of planning. Like you have to it coordinate is. extra pieces. Like, okay, when are we going to consider starting letting people in? How long are we going to do setup? When are we going to do teardown? Can we get people to help? Where are we going to communicate this? What's the parties? Like, like it's more, it's like a whole new level. It's not just like, all right, everyone throw your suitcases in the room. We're yep. all sleeping here. Put your first suit head over there. It's like building it, taking it down. Yeah. Who's going to play host? Who's, you know, who's going to make sure people don't get too rowdy. Don't do things. Yeah. That and, not and to be you, doing. you have to be, you have to find people that are like so appreciative of that sort of thing. That like get it. Absolutely. Well, and I, I think one of the biggest things about planning ahead though, and even having that one person that plans is it just makes the con more enjoyable for everybody in that room. A little organization. Totally more enjoyable because you, you it's like having this foundation you're building off of for this great event yeah. and feeling fantastic. Yep. So I'm going to, let's put this um, bad roommate stuff. Let's save it for the next one. But what's the best time you've had with con roommates? Like what, tell me about some stuff. Um, I think some of the best times I've had with con roommates, and it's not even the roommates, uh, I'm going to stretch this a little bit. It's not always my roommates, but um, I don't know. There's different places you can hang out uh, at a con, and usually people hang out in a, a main area, or they actually go back to someone's room and hang out. And I think some of the best experiences I've had at cons are in other people's rooms. Um, uh, and I don't mean that as like, that totally sounded like we just have a big orgy in the room. But no, that's that's not where I was going with that. Um, you know, going to someone's room and, you know, these people could be from, you know, a different country, a, you know, different continent. And so it's really fun to spend time talking about what's been going on in their life. Maybe they make a drink. Maybe they're making drinks in their room, which is nice. It's kind of a low-key environment. It kind of allows for more intimacy to talk about things that might be more serious or just more interesting and not just the 10-second soundbite passing during a running con. You right? know what that reminds me of is like when you're in a restaurant or someplace, like not at a con, right? Like, and you forget everybody's there. No, Yeah, and like you're like, I am not having my period or whatever you're that hell. And like it's super loud yeah it's kind of like why you don't it's why you want to go to a private place it's hard right. to have those kinds of conversations it is especially if you get passionate about whatever you're talking about which is probably the best feeling ever and then you have and if you have a bad roommate they walk in and go um i need to kick y'all out so i can pork somebody <laughs> like porking is the word today pork pork <laughs> I I even... pork somebody and it's just like what the hell yeah and and that is a bad roommate you know it's like and that comes back to the coordination and the communication thing and i think as a, and I hate making generalizations, but communication is something that I think the furry fandom in certain regards suffers from a little bit because of different variables, um, whether, and I won't get into that, that's another episode, or, yeah. but uh, um, communication is key, and that means not being passive-aggressive, that means being very direct, um, that means, you know, saying you have to ask for what you need. I think that's a big one. A lot of people forget you can't assume that they just know what you're thinking or what you're expecting. Right. They don't live with you normally. And normally. this is a big one. You got to have realistic expectations. When you go into uh, a con, you need to talk about your expectations or lower them and have like, you know, just let them build on themselves because having expectations going into a con is the easiest way to make your con awful because it may go completely wrong right from the get go. Yeah. So character check. Um, get the money up front, <laughs> but and, and I'm, I'm legit serious about this. Work out a policy for borrowing the room. Like we get it. Agreed. We get it. Yeah. You know, everyone's pent up. It's furry time. Totally true. Kinks on display. 
if you need to work out something out, like when I usually, I usually have a room chat, like on Telegram or Telegram, I should say, or Hangouts, or whatever, like where we can say, "Hey, can I borrow the room?" Right. Well, and not everybody's roommate is into you know voyeurism and just watching and all that stuff. Oh, sure. So, I mean, but yeah. there are some. Just at least be talk about it in advance. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what? I'll tell you something. Everyone who goes to con has peepees and vajayjays. And sometimes those peepees and vajayjays want to visit each other. Is this the birds and the bees? And so talking about your peepees and vajayjays is not going to be, like, don't be embarrassed about it. I think there's a certain amount of shame or embarrassment around it. I think there's a stigma. I want to bring this husky up to the room. He's so hot. But how do I tell my roommates? Just say it. Just Just say say it. it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, I bet you everyone in that room has thought about having sex in that room at least once during the con. Even if they're, like, the most conservative religious person in the world, I'm like, would be nice to like borrow somebody. You might get some like some teasing or some laughs or smirks or some ooh, you know, something cheesy. Yeah, but, but after that, they're jealous. Trust they, me, they are. Jealous. Their peepees and vajayjays are like, I want some. It's like, like, oh my gosh, is it my <laughs> turn? I need to go on the prowl. Candy. It's my turn to go on the prowl, right? <laughs> so, like, like work that out. Shut work a husky. Out. Who? Right. Oh, and <laughs> speaking of working things out, another one I found as important is, um, showers. Talk about who's going to shower in the morning. Don't just like be like, because like, you know, like people got to go do stuff. They want to go to con programming. They want to go visit someone else's peepee. You don't know. So, like, yeah, discuss showers in advance. Yeah. Or, I mean, if it really depends on the people. It's like, I mean, for me, I, I don't really care so much about events. And so what'll happen is usually it's just like, oh, yeah, go shower. You're good. You know, it's like, and, you know, there's just the schedules are, are different for different people and what they want to do. But discussing it, I think, helps definitely a lot. It really depends on who you're with. Right, right. Um, and oh, ask permission to invite someone back to the room. Don't just assume that you're going to be able to sleep in the same bed with them, even though you're supposed to be sharing a bed. Like that's yeah. a common occurrence among the furry family. Oh, so bad. It's like uh, you need to talk to me first, and hopefully we both like the person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause, I mean, the thing is, is you're Cuddle you are putting their stuff at risk. Right. It's true. Well, and it's like it's you're also putting their comfort at risk. It's like when I go to a con, you know, it's really important to get sleep and, and so not have big hairy man. It, yeah. Big, <laughs> thanks, Leo. <laughs> In the middle Leo, of us, you sitting on my tail. No. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh man, Leo, you broke the episode. I'm broken right now. Uh, You broke lyric. Okay. So anyway, no, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, if I'm on the edge of the bed and there's this person that I wasn't planning on having, um, in the bed, it just kind of ruins it because then I don't sleep. I, my side hurts and then I'm an angry, grumpy raccoon in the morning and nobody likes that. Trust me. I've experienced it firsthand, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's true. I'll you, finish your sentence for you. Yeah, Let's put it that way. You don't want... <laughs> no. I am not going to do this thing with the stuff. <laughs> Speaking of thing and stuff, let's go to our first break. We'll come back. We'll continue this talk about bad roommates um, and snoring. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Thursday, October 6th, here are your space headlines. On Wednesday, October 5th, Blue Origin live-streamed the final flight of their current New Shepard rocket in a profile designed to test the launch abort system for the crew capsule. The vehicle launched beautifully, and only 45 seconds into flight, it reached maximum dynamic pressure, the point at which they wanted to run the test. The launch escape motor in the crew capsule fired, burning for two seconds and pushing the crew capsule safely away from the booster, which was still in the middle of its burn. The capsule then descended safely back to Earth without incident. During this test, Blue Origin fully expected to lose the booster. This is because the launch escape motor is dead center in the bottom of the crew capsule, and the heat and pressure of the exhaust could seriously damage the stage underneath it. 
they believed it would either cause the booster to fail and explode, or fail to relight, crash, and explode. What they did not expect is what actually happened. The booster continued on its way, unscathed, reached its apogee, then descended back to Earth. All its control services functioned perfectly, and the engine relit, bringing the remarkable vehicle to a safe, controlled landing. Blue Origin has said this was to be the last flight of both this crew capsule and this booster, with new versions of both on the way. Both will be put on display as museum pieces. The mobile-based launch platform and its supporting hardware called C-Launch have been purchased by the Russian-based organization S7 Group, which owns S7 Airlines. They've signed a joint venture agreement with Russian rocket manufacturer Energia for use of the facility. The platform has been mothballed for a couple of years at this point due to a number of reasons. There had been many concerns and questions that came up during its operation forcing it to shut down, but it had many things going for it. The platform was mobile, meaning it could move out of the way of storms or relocate to a more suitable launch site. It tended to stay near the equator, which requires less energy from launch vehicles, because that's where the Earth's rotation is at its greatest, giving the launch a little boost in velocity. And it means a vehicle can launch at any inclination with little to no additional energy expended. And being out at sea means there's virtually no danger of the spent state landing on populated areas no matter what direction it launches. If all goes according to plan, we could see Zenit rockets flying again as early as 2018. Orbital ATK is set to have its first Antares launch in two years on October 13th. Back in October of 2014, they suffered an anomaly shortly after liftoff that resulted in the loss of the entire vehicle. They have been working tirelessly on sourcing the problem and correcting it. The Antares was previously flown using an AJ-26 engine, known as the NK-33 in Russia, for its power plant. It's believed that there was a fault inside the liquid oxygen turbopump. Now the Antares will be flying using an RD-181, based off the RD-171 and RD-180, used on the Zenit and Atlas V vehicles respectively. Hopefully it'll prove more reliable and we'll see Orbital ATK return to flight with spectacular success. I'm sure the crew aboard the ISS waiting for the cargo is eager to see Cygnus return. Hopefully Hurricane Matthew won't have anything to say about any of this. ESA's Comet Exploring Probe Rosetta has ended its 12-year mission. The vehicle was commanded to burn its engines to put it into a very slow descent so that Rosetta could touch down on Comet 67P. It took photos all the way down, providing the highest resolution images of a comet's surface ever taken. Unfortunately, those will be the last pieces of information the probe will likely ever send back to Earth. Once it touched down, the software was expected to read an anomaly in attitude, and that would trigger a safe mode. As the vehicle rebooted to get out of safe mode and recover, it would believe it was in a configuration for ground testing. That meant the transmitter would not be switched back on. And even if it did turn back on, the high-gain antenna would not be pointed at Earth, meaning contact would not be possible. It was a fantastic end to an amazing mission. Thank you for your service, Rosetta. You made us proud. That's all we've got for you this time. For more on space and space-related matters, follow NASA, Blue Origin, Sea Launch, Orbital ATK, and ESA on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. If you like my space news segments here on For What It's Worth, but want me to dive deeper into these subjects, check out my new monthly podcast, Committed to Launch, which you can find on iTunes, Google Play, and the website, CommittedToLaunch.com. Subscribe, like, and comment to let me know what you think, or if there are any stories you'd like me to discuss. And give Tug some love for helping set up the website. Episode 1 is already up, so go check it out. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying, keep looking up, space fans. Good morning, Vietnam. This is Mafalme Lion from Rochester, New York, and you're listening to For What It's Worth.
Thanks, Falme. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for the ident. Yeah, it, thank you. Um, let me see. I think we're out of idents again. Uh, idents, idents. Uh, we are out of idents. We need more idents. We need you and your unique voice today. So, when we say we need something, here's the truth. We don't mean someone else. We actually mean you, the person whose ear holes I'm in right now. I will kick your brain if you don't send something. <laughs> but it really like it really means you, not someone else. Absolutely. And it makes it super special. We want to hear your voice. Yep. Okay, let's deliver on our promise. You ready? Today's episode of For What It's Worth is brought to you by our Patreon patrons. Today's Patreon patron who managed to buy his way into the show's name is Oaken. Oaken, thanks for donating to For What It's Worth. Do it! I can't. I just can't. That no. was amazing. No, really, it was glorious. Thank you. About about Patreon. So we have, I think it's like nine or ten patrons. I don't have it up right That's now. That's fantastic, right? Um, and it's so weird in a way to like because we just turn out the show and like it goes on the internet and I can see how many people are listening, but like it's just not tangible. And so suddenly see people go, "We like what you're doing enough to give you money to support you as a as a gratitude thing." It's so... It's like feeling the love. It's, it's like surreal. you got it. Yeah. It's surreal. It's, it's, it's like, awesome is what it is. You know, What, I, what I'm saying is, is it, it means more to us than you probably realize. The For What It's Worth family. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We appreciate it. I love that music. <laughs> it's the greatest. <laughs> it's the greatest. So, Oaken's picture is going to be up on the site. You can take a look and give him a kiss. Um, if you want to donate to our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash FWIW. I can't believe no one had taken that. <laughs> patreon.com slash FWIW. You can go to forwhatitsworth.com. In the lower right corner, it will say, here's our tacky plea for Patreon. <laughs> it's <laughs> really, like- it's a bad looking ad on purpose. <laughs> um, there are quite a great many things on our Patreon. So you can just give us a dollar and we'll thank you on the show notes page. The higher up you go, the higher in terms of donation, the higher up you're listed in the list. Um, and we currently have exclusive special tiers temporarily that are our sticker store sticker stock, sticker store sticker stock. Um, so right now we have like the here you can see these the chicken and waffles. Oh, I like that one. I should put that on my car. We have a Wisconsin Texas sticker. Oh my you gosh, you gotta you pay do? for these. These are actually yeah. We I want the Colorado sticker. We don't have one of those yet. Okay, well get on it. Um, <laughs> in bed with a cookie oh, with lips good. like a big lipstick. Oh print. my goodness, yeah. Uh. Um, and we have I love burying my bone. Oh my gosh. Yep. So, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so there's some stickers will be available next month, some stickers are this month. Um, but it's just a way for us to uh, get rid of our stick. I mean, thank you for <laughs> supporting the show. Delightful. Um, and it's a monthly situation right now. So you get the rewards for the next month. And lastly, the highest tier will get you premium treatment out of for what it's worth live episode. We ain't getting Ooh. all that. Long. You get guaranteed live show swag. Even if you don't go to the live show, we will send it to you. I want the swag. Well, we've done like shot glasses, bottle openers. Um, we have the Big Brother Worship sketch pad. Useful things. I really want to do like beer and condoms. So it's like useful things, beer, condoms, door stops. Yeah. Yeah. I might get a hammer. Plugs. Yeah. So let's continue on, shall we? 
What were we talking about this episode? Uh, roommates. Con right. experiences. Oh, yeah. Now we're going to talk about the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you need in your life. Gossip. Yep. Just kidding. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. So I'm watching right. our Telegram group. And yes, you guys, I'm talking to you. Um, they're like, oh, you're recording. Let's message you all at once, thinking it's going to make noises in the show. And yeah, lyrics in the chat already. So if you want to say hi to him as you listen and react, he's there. But um, <clears throat> yeah, you people are funny. They're saying we're recording porn. Well, I mean, that's not far from the truth. Yeah, bad roommates. They just can't see it. (laughs) Speaking of. So what makes a bad roommate? Okay, well, I'd say the first thing that, I don't know, it ticks me off, like a clock going off, you know, mad watch, mad watch, would be uh, stealing. Like, stuff disappearing, stuff never coming back. Like, most of my stuff, because, you know, my pinky's extended drinking tea, is a little on the expensive side. So when it runs off, so does my, uh, my courtesy Speaking of, here's a great story from Scritch. All right, we're hot. So I have heard a story a million times, and we have taken a brief detour over to Skype to bring Scritch on. Say hi, Scritch. Hello. (laughs) And have him finally tell the story about his pants. Because I've heard the story a million times, and it is the this is a really good story. story. of what bad con roommates or just what happens when you have shitty people in a room do. So Scritch, tell us your story. Well, I don't know if it would be shitty people in the room itself, but we were at the, I was um, running a cub party at the Fairmont when FC was at the Fairmont. I forget what year it was. It was a few years back. And I had the whole blanket fort set up and everything. And I, at the time was wearing my, um, Bunny wears Fox Kigu, relaxing, quite drunk, I'm pretty sure, sitting in the room. And uh, we had a pretty good party going. But unfortunately, at this this year, the party floor was, they had the party floor up on like the 12th or the umpteenth floor of the, of the uh, Fairmont. And it was open. I mean, you had to have your room party open to everybody. So the door was open and you had, I think a lot of idiots from San Jose state were showing up there to go get, get free alcohol. Uh, not sure exactly what was going on, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of just, um, retards running around in the halls. Uh, so I'm sitting there in the room, relaxing. We were kind of just chilling out in the room and suddenly I see somebody come running out of our bathroom there. And I got a little bit suspicious, and I went and looked over there, and sure enough, my pants were missing. And the, the, the bastards, unfortunately, I had my wallet in my Kigo. They didn't get my wallet, but they got my damn car keys. And I'll tell you, modern car keys with those stupid dongles and the, and the, and the chips in them, Say goodbye to three those things, I don't know if they make them out of Elvis's own pubic hair or what, but that, that cost me, like, Three four hundred dollars to replace a set of friggin' car keys, and so I've been pissed off about it ever since. The bastards stole my goddamn pants. I think you I'll never every- forgive them. If I find out who it is, I'm going to cut their balls off. You have every right to be bitter on that one. What did you wish upon them? You always wish a curse upon them when they see. I forgot thing. what curse it is and what curse of the year it is on them. But uh, no, I think it had to do with like you wanted him to like breathe in every fart you pounded into those pants, yeah, or, or eternal blue balls, or something like that. <laughs> Million dollars, but. May so, you never score. <laughs> so to this day, you're still sore about it, right? Oh, I'm still pissed off about it. God damn it. They stole my fucking pants. 
awesome. Now I'm paranoid about that. Anytime I'm in the room party, I make sure my pants are really safe. <laughs> do you put them in the room safe, or do you like put a padlock? I, that's a good <laughs> idea. I should do that. I should put my pants in the room safe so somebody doesn't steal them. Would you tile your pants? Tile my pants with what? Diapers? No, tile. Get a tile and like put it in your pants. That way someone tries oh, to... Oh, put a tile in my pants. That way the tile community can help you find them. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not getting... I'm old. I was thinking tile is like a like a one square foot stone thing. <laughs> you could also put tile. it in your pants. I'm going to put tile... Well, actually put tiles on the outside of my pants and I can survive re-entry. <laughs> That's if they don't burn I'll up. have super rich pants. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Now everyone has a good example of what not to do in a room. Leave yeah, don't steal my pants. <laughs> Have you had any experience with your stuff getting stolen? At a well, con? once upon a time, Scritch's pants were stolen, and he had to tell me about it for a million years. Now, <laughs> <laughs> which means he told you the story 20 plus times. Yeah, as you just heard, <laughs> he's, he's, he's pissed. He's pissed. Um, he's he's pantsed. He's pantsed. <laughs> um, have I? You know what? I know I've had stuff stolen, but I don't. Here's the thing: is um, maybe it's my programming background. Maybe it's just experience. Maybe it's the coffee running down my chin. I don't know. But like anything that's really expensive, like I'm talking about, like maybe over like fifty bucks. Well, that's I could what I'm just saying. go get one. Yeah, I have a Kensington lock, like on my projector. We use. Yeah. Like <laughs> you got to steal the table, and it's people are going to notice you <laughs> the taking table it. Table like, on the front door. Yeah, <laughs> like, like walking out of the con with a big door. Yeah, just to steal my little projector or a desk. Um, and what we usually try to do now is because so the, so we like I say we run this blanket fort, and there's. People like to come hang out, and that's the whole point of it, right? It's a nice chill space. We usually try and get a room where we with like a separate area that we can close the door on and keep our stuff locked up. Um, because as much as I trust my friends, sometimes they bring their plus ones. I don't know who they are trust by association, and, and I just don't want to have the awkwardness whatsoever. So right. I just I lock it up, or I don't just, give them the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's an unfortunate evil. The thing is, there's there is a lot of theft out there. Um, Diamond, platinum, Elvis's pubic hair keys. Theft is kind of an interesting concept in itself. I mean, if, if you have a theft option or a, a theft issue, because I mean, it's actually more common than you think. Um, what people deem is okay and not okay to take, and that line seems to be very different for different people because everybody's living by different rules. So we're not all living by the same standards. So to think you are is just in la la land. But uh, you know, it's one of those things. Re- respecting people's things and space is directly respecting who that person is. So if you're deciding to just take something without asking and things like that, you are disrespecting your friendship. So you should be keeping that in mind when you do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the thing is, especially if, if you do, like I do, like Lyric does, check around. It's like, who's this person? Mm-hmm. People will know if they're a thief. It gets around fast, you know? And it's really hard to recover from that. You can recover from that, but you're probably going to need to tell people you went to therapy. Not going to lie. <laughs> don't lie about it either yeah mm. um what about breaking things have you ever had a, a con roommate break something like like okay we're not talking about accidents like i think there's a difference here and i, I wanted you to kind of speak to that a little bit okay so i have a story so um one of my first rooming experiences was 
pretty awful because there were baked goods in the room and all that stuff. And um, there was also, my roommate bought a jar or brought a, a jar of peanut butter. And I'm not sure why. I don't know what his obsession with peanut butter was. Did he bring a dog? No. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, at one point, like he had peanut butter on his hand and he just started wiping on the furniture in the room. What I'm the not fuck? kidding. Like, like the furniture like, was, yes. He just, like puts his hand just, in the jiff and, and was like. just like all over the furniture. And I'm just like, what is going on? Keeping <laughs> like, in mind. So I don't know if this is common everywhere, but I assume it is. Someone's paying for that. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the guy thing, whose credit card is on the room. The same thing goes for pizza. Like if you order pizza in the room and no one has napkins and then you wipe your hands on anything but what you should be wiping them on. I mean, this really happens. Don't get me wrong. I mean, wiping it on the bed isn't as bad as wiping it on the chair because they're going to change the sheets. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you got to respect the space. But I mean, there's stuff like lamps that's been broken, but you don't tell the person like, okay, so you throw a room party. All these people come into your room. Stuff is bound to happen. But for some reason, I like to call this crowd mentality is when there's a crowd, I can get away with it that because they don't know who to blame. Phenomenon. Right. I mean, the same thing happens when you go to concerts and people throw their bottles on the ground and they litter, but they wouldn't normally litter, but it's okay because they, you know, no one's going to notice. It's kind of the same thing. And that's why you have to be very careful with who you invite into your room. So, I mean, if they break the lamp and don't tell me, or they break something and, uh, or spill, <laughs> spill wine, no one's drinking wine usually at a con, but let's have say they spill, to my party? yeah, I was just saying, <laughs> you know, spill wine on the carpet, but you don't tell anyone, you know, it's like, if you tell me, I'm less likely to be as mad about it because, you know, and You're actually as a host, adult? yeah, as a host, you know, sure, I can make you pay for the whole thing. But if I know you didn't mean to do it and you seem genuinely sorry about it, I may help you pay for it. Or I may even say, okay, I understand these things happen. It's part of, I didn't plan ahead. I didn't put flooring down, you know, some to, to prevent that. That's kind of on me and I'd end up paying for it. But there's just something about being nice, you know, and going out of your way and telling someone it's like, oops, this broke. Oops, uh, this happened. Well, and you know what? Maybe this is maybe this is us being overly assuming. The protocol, just so everyone understands, in most Western countries, is when you break something, even if you don't intend to, you do need to say, I broke this. It's a mistake. How can I work to replace it? Even if you don't have the money, mm-hmm. is the onus is on you to offer Mm-hmm. to Absolutely. do something even if, even if it's like hey you know i don't have the money I, I i'd love to make it up to you somehow can i help you clean up after the party you know anything can I, can I, I mean maybe you have some food that they want i mean there's things you can do but ultimately you're gonna you're gonna pull a rainforest if you don't own your mistakes mm-hmm. and they're That's not gonna forget phrase. it yeah, yeah. rainforest we're using that as a verb now well you know it's like how many people were doing shit that they that they shouldn't have been doing? People it was owning bad. things. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like no, like we, and I think also you don't want to invite people that are so rowdy. Like they're known to be rowdy that they're going to like throw shit around the room and like, oh, let's play football. Okay, so here's another thing. So like, if you're gonna get, spill something on a bed, you need to like tell the people so they could get sheets and you know new pillowcases and stuff like that because these room parties, you know, they can get out of hand. You need to tell the pillowcase story. Do you want to tell the pillowcase story? You tell the pillowcase story. No, because you tell... You okay, just, I'll, I'll tell the it. part that's mine, but you tell the part where, where Scritch called multiple times. Oh, I, I just start. We'll fulfill Okay, it all right. So there was some mysterious fluid that was on our bed. This is in the middle of the night. <laughs> and so, this is like 1, 2 a.m. Yeah, so maybe we'd had three. A, yeah, we'd had a party um, at the con, 
and there was stuff on the bed. People had left. We kicked everyone out. There is a point where I get old and go, I'm going to bed. Yeah, me too. I get really like um, groggy raccoon. Yeah, yeah. And so and so there's stuff on the bed. And Lyric's like, I ain't sleeping because it was on your bed spot. Yeah, I'm like, absolutely not. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, if it was mine, that's a whole other story. But that was not mine. So yeah. we need new sheets. And so I'm like, Scritch, can you call and uh, call the front desk and get us some new sheets? And he's like, yep, on it. And of course, you know, Scritch in his awesome voice with customer service. You yeah, know, he's calls. Like, He's like, uh, this is Kermit the Frog here, and can you bring me some new sheets? He kind of like he has to say who he is. It's really <laughs> he funny. Does. It's we really love you, funny. And and he's he's just asking for the sheets. They go, okay, we'll bring them right down. Okay, so the sheets get here, and we're still having somewhat of a good time. You know, the party's really winding down. It kind of became the after it's after after, after party. party. Yeah, like it wasn't after. just the first after party. Um, and uh, I think uh, even. I think Wolf Paws was there also at the time. Um, and so we get the sheets, and I start to put them on the bed. And I think actually they're folded. Bedtime, yeah, they're folded. They hand it to us as like a stack of folded linens. Yeah, this big stack. And so I bring them inside, and Bedtime Bear was there, and he was also rooming. And uh, we start to put them on the bed. And you pull the first sheet apart as if, you know, you're expecting it all to be connected. And that's not the case. It it's happened a pillowcase. To, yeah. A normal pillowcase. Not case. just one. Several pillowcases. We're talking like 10 pillowcases. The stack. Disguised as a sheet. Right. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, and I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I'm like, Scritch, you need to call the front desk again. We got pillowcases. They sent us the wrong thing. So he calls and he goes, this, Same is, fashion. this is Kirby the Frog here. <laughs> and uh, you just sent us a bunch of pillowcases. Can we get some fitted sheets, please? They're like, sure. Yeah, no problem. We'll send them down. Right. So, so it takes a little longer this yeah, time. Yeah, longer. Yeah, and and I I am sitting there, and by now it's about thirty minutes after this process has and started. I'm and and we and Wolf Paws, he's he's so sweet. He he's a night owl. He works nights, and so he's he's awake and he goes to the door. And then the guy knocks, and he goes, "Okay, these are fitted sheets, right?" And and the guy goes, "Yeah, yeah, fitted sheets, fitted sheets." He's like, "Okay." Like everyone heard him ask this, so so he brings in the stack of folded linens. Okay, oh, looks like normal fitted sheets, and he hands them to you. No, he actually decides to do it. For oh me yeah, because yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah, so he goes over, and he lifts up the first fitted sheet, and it's a pillowcase. <laughs> And at this point, I'm just fuming. I'm just so mad, so tired. Imagine a raccoon with bloodshot eyes. They were all pillowcases. Yeah, all of them. I think we had, by the time we had all those stacks, which is three or two. No, that was this two is stacks. The second one, yeah. Two stacks. I mean, we're talking at least 35, 40 pillowcases. I mean, this is, yeah. this is out of hand. Yeah, like we had covered the bed in pillowcases just as a joke, but this is now 45 minutes into it. And so he so calls... So Scritch to call again. Yeah, and he goes, oh, this is Kirby D. Frog here. You keep sending us pillowcases. We don't want pillowcases. Can we get fitted sheets? And we think at this point, the front desk is thinking we're prank- pranking him because this was rain first. Right, right. And they were already having a slew of other issues. And so this time, like 30 minutes go by and I'm Hour living. 15. I'm livid and I storm down to the front desk and I go up to the front desk and I'm like, I'm in room, da 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 da. Like, we have asked twice now to have fitted sheets, and I'm in the most serious, stern face. Like I'm, I'm this like you don't mess with me because I should have been asleep six hours ago, and I'm going to make your life a living hell, and I'm so sorry about it because it's not totally your fault, but right. you're going to get the feel. So anyway, I have both hands on the counter like this, one to the left, one to the right, as if you know. And I'm looking, and I'm like, 
I am exhausted. You keep sending me pillowcases. You've done it twice. I call a third time, and I'm guessing you thought I was joking the third time because no one's come to our room yet. And I'm like, I would like some fitted sheets right now, and you need to bring them to the front counter. She's like, front counter, yep, and I'll wait for it. So I'm waiting at the counter, and the guy brings. Same guy. Same guy. Brings the fitted sheets to the front counter, and I and I ask him the same question. Are you sure these are fitted sheets? 100% sure. He's like, yep, 100% sure. Okay, I'll play your silly little game. And I took the sheets, and I put them on the counter, and I start to unfold them, and they're pillowcasing Oh, <laughs> these are fitted sheets. Really? Last time I checked, these are pillowcases again. Like, and, does he sleep in a tiny bed? I don't know. But <laughs> it, no, this is the best part because the words that came out of his mouth were, oh, you're messing them up. Don't mess them up. And I'm going, oh, sir, that is the least of your worries right now if you want your job. Did like, you actually say I that? said that really loud in front of everybody <laughs> at the front counter. I was so pissed. So then he finally got me sheets and I followed him back and whatnot. And, you know, we redid the sheets and all that stuff. But I was, oh, it was like 4.30 a.m. by this time. So now it's a running joke. If you ever see it on the internet, like... Do you we're gonna have pillowcases. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have a huge stack of pillowcases on our front door, like art. I, I know, right? It's gonna be this huge stack. Yep. We'll uh, use pillowcases as napkins. I do think that that could not have played out any better, though. Oh, like, gosh, so aggravating. But we had the oh. right mix of people in the room. Oh yeah. Like, if you can you imagine having like the big hairy man in the room, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just smother him in pillowcases. Uh, I don't even know how we got so, on this tangent. Um. Right. Oh, so here's another thing for a bad roommate. So hold on, I got to push the button to do this properly. So, someone who backs out at the last minute from a room. I understand emergencies happen. I do. I do. People die. Like, you don't just, like, plan your death. People just die, right? Their excuses aren't that good, though. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, Mom, I didn't manage my money, and I can't go now. And it's like, what? Like, like people are budgeting. They're making plans. I mean, a lot of furries are in tech, but that doesn't mean that we're, like, made of money. I stopped looking at my bank account and I, I bought three commissions last night. I'm so sorry. Like, I can't pay for it. Like I, I almost wish that we had a custom in our in our culture where it's like, okay, if you back out with two weeks to go, you should still be on the line for that. Hello, blacklist. Right? Right? Like if look if it's a, if it's a bona fide emergency, it's kind of like when you break something, you should still recognize the impact you're having on people. They were planning on you paying the two, three, four hundred dollars, whatever it is. And like I can't just whip money out of my ass. Well, and one of the things, best things you can do, and if you can't pay for the room or everything just falls apart, is help find an, a roommate that is a good roommate to room with them or help match them up. But again, it, it comes back to that. It has to be up to their standard of trust. Like, you don't just throw them the next person you see on Twitter. You got to actually, you know, it has to be someone vetted if you're going to offer a, a possible, you know, roommate at all. Um, what about, see, we talked on this a little bit. Do you have anything you wanted to add to the showering point or have we covered that? Um, yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. Okay. All right. Rue said something for this episode. Wait, I have one more thing. What? One more thing. Do not, do not steal all my soap and, and shower stuff. If you come visit my room, that has happened two times that I can recall that I go in and all my soaps and stuff are missing. It's like that stuff is soaps or is this the hotel? No, this is the hotel soaps. It's like, I know you love the smell. That's great that you want to take the soaps home from every room you go in, but please, (laughs) I mean, some of us like to keep our ass cracks clean. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. I know that's weird. You can ask them for extra soap at the front desk. You don't have to steal someone else's room soap. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and hopefully you're going to use it. <laughs> what, what, did you eat it? Well, Look at know. this little bubble cake. Well, they don't <laughs> use it at the con. They'll just take it home and use it at home. Oh I don't know. God. All right, let's listen to what Rue had to say. All right. Um. Oh, your browser can't play this audio file because it's an iPhone. 
iPhone. Not compatible with anything else. How do I open this? It sounds open. like a really bad commercial. Uh, Windows Media Player. Can you open this? Hello for what it's worth, listeners. This is Rue wanting to give you a quick little story that has happened to me in the past or actually to one of my f- close friends. And um, when it comes to picking who you're going to be rooming with, you want to be extremely careful. You want to make sure that you have, um, that you know who you are with because um, a friend of mine had an experience where um, his medication was actually stolen from him. And, um, you know, it ended his trip um, because he had to race home so that he could get more medication because it wasn't something that he could go without. So um, he also had um, some other items stolen as well, like, for example, a tablet. Um, so make sure that you know who you're rooming with. Don't just go with anybody. Um, make sure that you've had conversations with them, that you know who they are. And you know what? I understand that that can be a burden at the very beginning because you may not know everybody. Um, but you know what? It's time for you to break out of your shell and, you know, try to reach out to those people and try to um, build those bonds and those relationships before you put yourself into a dire situation so that's my two cents and there you go stole his meds that's awful what the like, fuck and you know what's interesting is that's not a stretch which kind of worries me that i'm thinking that that's not a stretch i can't believe we didn't even think of that yeah well i, I guess i uh, just that's just so bad that i don't even want to talk about it i think it's just i I feel third-party shame just for even being around that situation third-party shame what is third-party shame because i feel like other people's shame it's like secondhand shame shame. secondhand (laughs) shame you know yeah um i don't know it's one of those things where and actually i do want to add something because he had a great point that we hadn't really touched on is if you're new to the furry fandom and you're looking for people to associate with or you're looking for you know to, to, to dive in and whatnot um there are definite friend circles and there are you know friend circles that uh are really good i'd say good role models mentors things like that and there's probably some friend circles that aren't so good um don't be afraid to make friends with people that are older than you are um because a lot of times they're going to have more stability and you're going to be able to ask the questions without getting laughed out of things that you know the younger generation will go what you don't already know that what is wrong with you you know that type of thing like that's not what um i'd say the older fur culture is about at all it's more you know, let, let's get real. Let, let's talk about it. You know, that type of thing. And they'll take you seriously. So just don't be afraid to reach out um, outside of whatever your dating zone is. I think that's what a uh, common misconception is that we look for friends true. as if, you know, it's like, okay, I can date this person. I can be friends with them. And you're going to meet a lot more cool people and well grounded people if you stretch yourself outside of that. No, you're right. Right. So this whole thing is just hitting me because I've always been neurotic. Like I have to take a pill every day. I think you get a pill every day as you get one decade on your books. I'm just saying. You just add a pill each you do. decade. You're like, oh, 30, time for the third <laughs> pill. Um, but I do. Like I've always been like, I need to hide this because it's just always been second nature to me. Right. What does that say about me? Am I paranoid? Well, well okay. I think there's two sides of it. So, so you hide it because, you know, and that again comes I, back. I don't to, care. Like I just admitted it. Right. Well, now. 
but that doesn't mean you've always been that way. Oh, you know, sure, it's like, sure, so, okay. so, I mean, I think, you know, figuring out that there's two reasons you hide it. One is because you don't want people to steal your pills. It's the first thing. It's like Absolutely. a prized possession because it's your lifeline, depending on what you're taking it for. Right. Um, and then the other reason is sometimes it's in the personal circle and people just don't need to know. So whether they're in the, the need to know or not in the need to know, but then there's also the part of just living, you know, vulnerable and being open to talk about some of these things, but it really depends on who you got to pick your who carefully. All right, we got an email from Dronon. It says, I've almost always roomed with friends, but there's a convention that sells out all its room in minutes. You have to get a room first and find your roommates later. The better you know your roommates, the less risk you'll have. If you end up with strangers or friends of friends, make sure you have several ways you can contact them before and after the con. I don't, you know, a lot of people leak about the after. Work out the money ahead of time. Who's paying what for how many nights and get a down payment. Don't forget extra things like taxes, hotel fees, and leaving a tip for housekeeping. Be honest with each other about the arrangements. Does anyone snore? Does anyone smoke? How many fursuiters are in the room and how much space do they need for those suits? Are you going to have a room party? Will anyone need some private time? I've been lucky. I've only had one bad experience. Me and a friend wanted to attend a convention that was a six-hour drive away. We knew an artist who was going, who said he would set things up, and he found a fourth person who would be our ride and roommate. I don't know how they knew each other. We'd never heard of him locally, and they seemed to have nothing in common. On top of that, this artist was self-centered. Everything had to be done in a way that was convenient for him. He was nocturnal, so we had to load the car, load the car at 11 p.m. and drive all night. The car was a fancy, spacious SUV. Its owner looked like he was in his early 20s, and I was surprised that he had an expensive vehicle decked out with all the latest tech. We didn't get much sleep as we had to drive through a snowstorm and avoid getting lost. We also discovered that our driver, and roommate, was a little more than socially awkward. He kept talking in detail about the erotic commission he was going to get, which involved a vacuum cleaner. That didn't bother me. What I found worrisome was that he seemed unwilling to talk about anything else. We arrived at the con, heavily sleep-deprived. At first, everything was fine. But halfway through the con, our driver underwent a bizarre mood swing. He stopped attending the con. He stood in the corner of our hotel room, facing the wall for hours on end. When we tried to talk to him, he would get very agitated. He didn't want to speak. Unsure what to do, we left him alone. We didn't want him to panic, taking his car and leaving us stranded. By the end of the con, he snapped out of it. He managed to get his art commission at some point. We loaded up the car in the middle of the night and drove home. It was six of hours of the most awkward silence. Since then, I've all had to gamble on roommates' wants, who turned out to be very good. Jackalope, Jess, and Witchy Bunny, if you're listening, thanks for being good roommates back in 2014. Wow. That's almost Twilight Zone stuff. That really is. <laughs> That's <laughs> vacuum cleaner. I don't know. That stuck out to me. Like a sort of what a commission with a vacuum cleaner or something. Oh man! I went to airplane <laughs> too when I heard that. Yeah, that yeah, danger vacuum. Yeah, yeah. It's like I quit the wrong. I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. Right. You right. Know? Okay. I. I mean, I. I went to a con once and I was getting an erotic commission on the way and I got the sketch and I was on the train. I was like, I need to go back to the sleeping car. I need to do some science. And, uh, you know, it was what it was. But, like, I didn't, like, talk about it the whole time. I mean, come on. I'm, I'm feeling better than whoever this guy is is what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, wow, wow. Well, Dronon's right. Uh, I mean, he had so many good pieces of advice at the beginning there, too, right? Let me grab I just closed the email, and I'm going to pull it back up. There was a lot of good things in that there email. There were. Yeah. Um, does anyone snore? Does anyone smoke? Fursuiters? That's a, I, another one I can't believe we didn't get to. Fursuits take up slop base. They're, it's like an extra body of luggage. It is, yeah. It's a lot of space. Yeah. And um, if they're not washed properly or whatnot, they can also stink up your room. It impacts showering. It does. Towels, yep. soap, 
Um, and then there's those people who are like, I need to take my 12 fursuits with me. It's like Ronald McDonald closet of fursuits. <laughs> you only have time to wear like three. I know. I know. Um, you know, there's an etiquette I have in mind. My room, which is everyone usually gets a drawer to put their stuff in. I don't like living in a bag for a week. I really don't. Like when I was a kid, I'd be like, I don't care. I'll sleep in my bag. But now I'm like, I want to put shit in the drawer. Like, <laughs> who wants I think to you cross the threshold? <laughs> right. Right. It's totally true. Um, what's the worst time you've had at a con other than 42 million pillowcases? Um, well, okay. We could talk about, let's talk about some of the common ones because I think there's quite a few things that these are pretty universal. And I think uh, everybody experiences this at one con or another at one point during a con or another. Um, some of these experiences last a couple hours. Some of these destroy your con. Um, it really depends on, I guess, your emotional well-being. But I think num- number one that really ranks on this list that everybody probably thinks of first when they think of a bad experience at a con that isn't necessarily room related is getting ditched. Um, getting ditched by friends, getting uh, whatever your plans get overwritten because someone else comes into the picture and whoever you were about to hang out with wants to hang out with them and they just stop answering your your texts and they stop, you know, they don't answer your calls and you go WTF. <laughs> like, you're right. like, uh, you know, this has been planned for three months and then you you overwrite this time that, you know, I flew eight hours away, you know, to get here to say hi, and you're doing something else. And that doesn't feel very good. Um, The other part is, you know, sure, there is a happy dance that you play between spending too much time with people that you see all the time versus people you don't see all the time. So that totally makes sense. And sometimes you maybe spend too much time or follow a person around too much. And they're like, okay, this is too much. I want to spend some one-on-one time with these people. But I think it comes back to that. We just need to be clear with each other and go, Hey, such and such, you know, who's following you around. It's like, you know what? I really do enjoy spending time with you. Although I want to spend time one-on-one time with a couple more of my friends. Let's, let's rendezvous later. And that kind of helps. But again, that's asking for what you need. (laughs) Sorry, you say rendezvous. I'm like, ooh. ooh, ooh. Um, so the, I'm going to let you say the second one. Um, getting turned down? Yeah, it's a really common occurrence that people start dating from a, at a con. Actually, That's it's a one bad the, decision. You'd be surprised that most people that are in relationships have most of the time met from a con. Sorry, this last one is like leaping out at me, this mix of drama thing. Go like I'm it. just like, my eyes like, blomp, 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 look at me. Mix of drama that's not mine. But you get pulled into it? Yeah. 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 Just like, by association. Right? Like, like That ruins your con easily. A, a pro tip. Get good roommates. And when you when you have stuff going on, like everyone gets annoyed, right? There's this thing saying, hey, can I talk to you a minute? And like taking it outside of the room. <clears throat> yep. Because then otherwise you're poisoning the atmosphere of the room. Well, and, and, right. And then like it just makes for a bad con roommate experience. And, and it, I think it does tie to the roommate specifically because you're if you even if it's not you you're bringing someone in they're there at your invitation, right? Well, and I think that happens, you know, and that kind of leads to the next one is like uh, feeling like you aren't wanted or good enough because you're around all these people with amazing fursuits, you're around people that are more popular than you are, you're around people that you know people flock to these people but they're not flocking to you, which doesn't necessarily feel that good, but it doesn't mean that you can't break that barrier and you know people will want to start seeing you and get to know you. Um, there, there's different methods that you can go about that but i think that the hard part is that kind of goes full circle right into depression you know because we're all there we want to connect we want to belong 
Um, and if you're not connecting and you're not belonging, depression just creeps in like that angry cloud. And, you know, sometimes you have to take a minute, go back to your room and you're like really frustrated. You know, things aren't going to your expectations or again, you were ditched or you feel like crap because someone said something that wasn't so nice or you've caught word by third party that they're not hanging out with you because you have bad hygiene or because you're into this and they're, they're kink shaming or you name it. There's so many things that come up. I'm not making these up by the way. This is, these are all true things. Um, it's kind of hard, um, but I think it's where, you know, if you can have that one person you can vent to, sometimes that helps where it's just like, okay, um, I need to talk about this. Can we go back to the room? I know no one's there right now. Let's just talk about it. I need to just like fly off the wall, talk about it, and then I'll be I good. I need to vent. Yeah. Okay. And, and so don't take everything I'm going to say seriously, but I need to vent. Ready, set, go. And then, you know, but having a person that you can do that to at a con is actually really important and it'll get you back on your feet really quickly if you have that. So, do we hit them all? I think we hit them all, yeah. Okay. So we, we're running out of time for this segment, but let's talk about some horror stories. Do you have any horror stories? Um, well, I mean, I guess I have one horror story that was a little scary, and it actually has to do with you. <laughs> huh? Right, right. Is this I, the second one? Um, yes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, let, let me give some preface here. I'm going to own this. Okay? Go for it. I have a face for radio. Like, I'm not kidding, guys. Like, I, I know that we joke about it, but the real truth is I do not look like what you're imagining. That face you're seeing in your head right now is not the face that I have. I promise. I am not. I am. I am. You're Michael Phelps. <laughs> I, I look more like a Herman Cain. No, I don't. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm overweight. I'm fat. And I don't have much hair. I've had to I've had to shave it because thanks to my male pattern genetics, I, I have male pattern baldness. And like I'm I'm really not glorious and I'm not in the greatest physical shape. I am I have the regular furry physique. We'll put it that way, right? You'll Except not that. the long yeah. hair. And I I snore. If I I I, I kill people. Like <laughs> It was a thing, it, yeah. and it was a thing, and it was. I was really embarrassed by it after a while. I mean, like people would tell me, and I'm like, I know. And it was just a constant reminder of, hey, fatty, you know, and, and this little nagging voice. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and this is a great lead into the story. So, um, I was actually at, um, um, it was Unthrocon at the time. It wasn't Furry Unlocked yet, and uh, I was sharing a room with uh, with Tugs, and this is the first time that we had actually. I'm your horror story. Yeah, <laughs> it was the first time we had shared a room, and uh, he was on, you know, his side of the, the bed, and I was on my side of the bed, and, you know, we're sleeping, or trying to sleep, and he fell asleep before I did. Well, I'm a light sleeper, so, you know, yes, the snoring's going on, but the snoring wasn't the part that kept me awake. The part that kept me awake is that he'd stop breathing for almost it felt like minutes at a time at certain times. And I'm like, are you dying? Like what's going on? Like I was like so worried. Like I'm like, no, seriously, (laughs) it freaked me out. Like I got major anxiety that night. Like I was like, I don't know if I could sleep next to you because he literally sounded like he was dying, which if anyone knows anything about sleep studies and stuff like that, he has sleep apnea and he has, I'd say a pretty serious case of it like this. Ready? This is amazing. But soon Teddy's apnea is making me sick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god that Thank one was god. like six seconds he's breathing I mean, how, long, how long before you die no, seriously though that's what it was like i was like what is going on how long like, before you die yeah literally i was asking that question to myself and i'm like should i wake him up like but then he won't have sleep like oh this is bad so it kept me up all night i'll never forget uh, and and you know it was you were right about the tipping point where i was just like 
I need to figure out what the hell's going on. I was I was falling asleep all the time, and you know what? There's, it's there's just, I know we're we're kind of deviating off the topic slightly here. Um, if you if you've been told you snore, there's no shame. Okay, none. Let me. Tell, I learned some things when I got my uh, sleep study done. More than half of the people who have apnea are not overweight. My apnea is not because I'm fat. My apnea is because of genetics. Yep. Most people who have a CPAP machine, or not CPAP machine, but that have apnea, it's it's genetic. It's it's our body's evolution. It's your soft palate it just doesn't built strong because your DNA. So don't don't feel shame about it. You know what? Go get the damn CPAP machine. I would rather have my roommates sleep and me wear and you comfortable my CPAP and able to sleep and I get to sleep. Yes. So because okay. I'm not snoring. So I do want to say that 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 machine, the CPAP machine, is glorious. It like it puts positive air pressure that forces you to breathe and whatnot. And the glorious part about it is you don't snore at all anymore. You right. are the most quiet sleeper in the world, and it helps so much. <laughs> right. And but people get this this vanity thing about it. Like I don't want to wear my bane mask. I don't have a bane mask. I'm lucky. I have nasal pillows. I thought it was great. So. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter. Just get the effing machine. Yep. Go get help. Yeah. If you have some sort of health issue, just go get help. And, I mean, and no one's going to judge it. you. Absolutely, no. they'll support you. Most likely. Yeah. I want, yeah, that's the thing. It's like a scritch. Scritch would be like, here's a bag. He'd go buy goddamn industrial earplugs. Like <laughs> the kind construction workers wear under their, their mufflers. Yeah. yeah. Whatever they're called. And it, you know what? It's a thing that I fixed. I'm happy about it. And I think I make a better con roommate because of it. See, I brought it back. And I think there's other stories that, that kind of associate with the same sort of thing. So that was one of my horror stories, though, because I literally did not sleep for that entire, like, eight, nine hours. And it was like, I don't know, that's a memorable mark in the history of con going. Of like, is he dead? Is he dying? What's going on? Is he dead yet? It was like my Bob? first experience around it. So it was a new thing. So uh, why don't you move on to the next one? Um, this isn't quite a horror story, but um, I'm a furry. And as furries, we enjoy, like I was saying earlier, pee-pee time. And uh, I've had a lot of roommates. And, you know, I, I've walked into my room after a great breakfast. I'm in a completely different mental state. There's an orgy in my room. No one told me about it. <laughs> and Tons of bananas. Right? Um, I'm not picking on anybody, keep in mind. I was just like, what? Like, could someone have just let me know that you were borrowing the room? And that's where I learned the expectation of, let's talk about borrowing the room. I mean, a, t- a simple text would have done, mm-hmm. suffice. Right? Right? Um, oh, man. Here's a con horror story. Now, I, I invited, I didn't really invite, but like someone leached onto me and came into the room during a party. And we had to get the police to kick him out. Like, he was just so high and drunk and stuff. If you're going to imbibe... Probably think about what you're going to bring back to the room. Right? Totally. Right? All right. I like this one. Astro stupid shit. Tell us about Astro stupid shit. Is that the story I think it is? Yes. Okay. So, all right. So, I know some people are into some awesome kinky things. This just happens to follow the furry fandom around. Um, And let's not call the kettle black. Uh, But uh, someone, uh, we were having a nice party and someone ventured into that party and they took it upon themselves to turn our party into, and this was totally towards the end of the night, into a sex dungeon and start uh, um, doing bondage stuff on one of our beds and tying them down and and, uh, sensation torturing them. And... um, no, there was no asking. This was not asked. It was impromptu, and uh, it went on for probably about an hour and a half uh, because there wasn't really any easy way to get him to stop because he was very pushy and forceful. 
Um, it was almost like a mental game. Um, but <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, and even though the person that was getting the torture enjoyed it, um, the rest of us did not enjoy we it. We wanted to go to bed. Yeah, we were exhausted. Um, don't do that because people don't forget these things and you don't get invited back. That's true. Once this room gets destroyed? Um, uh, let's see. So... Okay, so oftentimes, and this happened actually, so there was a room um, that I was in um, and there happened to be a lot of glow sticks that were being handed out in that room and all that stuff and there was a lot of alcohol. Um, there, were, um, there were a couple things that happened with that room. Um, the first thing is, is that a lot of people realized there was alcohol and they just started inviting themselves. And this is where, again, managing, you know, having someone manage who comes in and who leaves uh, room parties is really, really important. That was not happening at this one. So by the end of it, I think the bill from all the room damage was over $3,000. Whoa. Yeah. Holes in walls, beds broken, um, uh, you name it, everything in the room, it just needed repaired. It was bad. I mean, even carpet at some points were torn up and it's like, what are you doing? Like, but that's because so many people were coming in and out of this room and there was no regulation whatsoever. And it was, and it was open to the, um, on both sides where the slider door was and the door and people were going in and out and drinking constantly. Oh my God. Sorry. It was bad. Meanwhile, on that bombshell, that's, that's pretty much all we've got. Horror stories, good things, bad things. Um, my takeaway I think is that, it's just all about expectations and not being shy about asking some polite questions. Your ass is on the line. Your money's on the line. Your reputation is on the line. So make sure that you're investing it in a good place. Don't. There's no shame in saying, "Hey, what's your record on this?" Or you know, like, do you know anything about this person? You know, yeah. And definitely ask for what you need. If you need a little bit of extra space, or you need, you need some quiet time, CPAP machine. Yeah, if you, you know, if, <laughs> yeah. If you need the side of the bed that has the plug in the wall, yeah, you know, it's like That's the thing. right. I mean, there's all these little details, and don't be afraid to ask. I mean, I, this is so cheesy, you know, when you think about it. But like, ask. It's like. Uh, this is totally cheesy, and it's not even an accurate occurrence to most people. But like, as a baby, for it's like, so are you gonna wear? Are you gonna wear a diaper? It's like, well, pick your roommates that don't care. You know, it's like it's the same thing. It's like you gotta you associate with the people that aren't gonna worry about that. If it's something that bothers you, then don't room with that person, but yep. don't shame them either. Yep. And here's the thing: if you there's two paradigms, right? Sometimes people want to have a static group of people that they room with, if it's possible. Some people want to make it change around and experience new things and and don't get mad at your friend for saying they want to room with someone else the next time it doesn't mean the experience was necessarily bad they just want a different experience that's totally a thing it's true so you know uh i'm a i have a fixed group now um there's like a group of maybe five people i'll the rotate around crowd. yes, yes. Right. <laughs> um but <laughs> it's true old. it's just the truth like I, i'm at the point where i don't want to deal with stuff it's nice when things just go right and you don't have to have much thought yeah. so that's yeah you have the well, if yeah. you're if you're not go to the expectation management and enjoy it i used to be of the rotate thing and i loved it now i'm not and i love it too yep same okay well i think it's time for our last break let's do it Your first instinct might be to ask why. 
Why are they attacking each other? What caused this aggression to happen? Today, we'll be looking at just that, the causes of aggression. More importantly than that, we'll discuss the fact that there is rarely, if ever, a single cause for aggressive behavior. To start, let's think about your aggression as a glass of water. The fuller this glass is, the more potential there is for aggression to occur. And as this water level moves higher, there's a greater risk for more intense or extreme forms of aggression to occur. So when your aggression glass is nearly empty, there's a small risk for minor forms of aggression to occur. Things like insults or spreading hurtful gossip about someone. At this level, there's virtually no risk for extreme aggression to occur. Things like assaulting someone with a weapon. But as that water level rises, the risk of aggressive behavior increases. At a half-full glass, there might be a good chance that insults and verbal harassment could occur. And there might even be a small chance that some actual violence could happen. By the time you get to a completely full glass, minor forms of aggression are almost guaranteed, and physical violence becomes a very serious possibility. So with this glass model in mind, we can better understand what psychologists mean when they talk about something causing aggression to happen. In reality, it's very rare for any one thing to cause aggression. Instead, it's better to think of causes like risk factors, which all add to the level of water in someone's aggression glass. So for example, if someone insults you, that might be like adding an inch or two of water to your glass. It certainly raises the level of water in the glass and makes aggression more likely to happen, but doesn't guarantee that aggression will happen. If you insult someone whose glass is practically empty, raising their water level by a couple of inches isn't likely to lead to severe aggression. Insult the exact same person on a bad day, however, when their glass is already half full, and suddenly those two extra inches might just push them over the edge and cause them to behave very aggressively. This glass metaphor is how psychologists typically think about aggression. They're trying to understand what these risk factors are and how they add to a person's aggression glass. And after decades of research, they've discovered a number of short-term and long-term factors. Short-term risk factors are things in the immediate situation that increase the likelihood that aggression will occur. This includes really obvious things like whether someone is next to you insulting or provoking you. But it also includes very subtle factors as well. For example, what's the temperature like? People are more aggressive when it's hotter outside. In a similar fashion, when a bad odor is added to an environment, people are also more likely to respond aggressively. Being physiologically aroused, like having an increased heart rate, can also increase your risk of aggression. So that coffee you had earlier in the day could very well contribute to your aggression. As can anything in your immediate environment that activates the concept of aggression in your mind. Pictures of weapons, for example, or having aggressive music in the background, or having played violent video games or watched violent movies recently. All of these things activate aggressive thoughts in your mind, and this can make aggression more likely to happen. Now it's important to note that none of these things in and of themselves guarantees that aggression will happen. But if you add each one of these like a thimble of water one at a time to your glass, the risk of aggression will steadily climb. This also explains why normally aggressive people may not necessarily be aggressive if they're in a situation where none of these factors are present. And it also explains why normally non-aggressive people may be aggressive in situations where all of these risk factors are present. Even if you walk around the world with a nearly empty glass, 
you may well find yourself in a situation where enough of these risk factors are present to fill your glass enough to make you behave aggressively. Now, when we talk about people who are normally aggressive or non-aggressive, we're talking about that second risk factor, long-term factors. So what makes people walk around life with an aggression glass that's always half full? One factor is abuse or experienced violence. When a person sees or experiences violence firsthand, it increases their tendency to use aggression as well. And in a related vein, poverty can have a similar effect. People who are in poverty are often forced to live in rough neighborhoods where they're more likely to see and experience violence themselves. Biological factors can also play a role, like testosterone levels, which can increase how aggressive a person is. Other factors, like being exposed to violent media or learning norms and beliefs about aggression being acceptable or a good way to get what you want, can similarly add to the level of aggression that a person walks around the world with. Again, each of these factors may only raise the water level a tiny bit in your aggression glass, but when you combine them along with short-term factors, it can certainly have an effect. So having learned all of this, how can we use it to understand extreme violence, like murder or mass shootings? Well, to start, we can say that it's foolish to point to any one thing as the cause of these events. No one factor is sufficient, in and of itself, to drive a person to such levels of violence. Even if some immediate event, like a conflict between two people, sparked the situation, a myriad of short-term and long-term factors ultimately determine whether this conflict becomes a minor spat or escalates into full-blown homicide. The take-home message is this. It's certainly comforting and satisfying to be able to point to a horrific act of violence and say, oh, it was caused by video games, or it was caused by a fight between two people, or one of the people clearly had some mental issues. By pointing to these single causes, it helps us feel like there are simple solutions to these problems. Let's go after video games, or let's try to reduce childhood abuse, or let's try to improve the mental health system. And while it's certainly worth tackling some of these problems, we shouldn't overlook the fact that most of the time, this sort of violence is caused by a perfect storm of risk factors. Only by acknowledging this can we find a better way to predict the people who are at the biggest risk for this sort of violence and ensure that these people get the help they need before it's too late. This has been a quick look at the psychology of aggression. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. And now, it's time... For the game. I don't have room to do that part, but the game. <laughs> the game. So you're guest host, which means you get to be punished. Oh, it's no. time for your game. Aren't you excited? Let me, just, let me just grab You know I'm game. horrible at trivia. Oh, don't worry. Your game is true or false. So you've... Yes! <laughs> I love you. <laughs> we haven't done true or false for a while, I think. No, we did it maybe a couple episodes ago, but I like true or false. So here's how the game works for those of you who are new. I'm going to read a news story, and then I'm going to ask Lyric a true or false question based on that news story somehow. You get one point for every correct answer, you get nothing for incorrect answers, and you may not use any form of internet or otherwise. Got it? He's watching me. It's not going to happen. Okay. Question one. Norwegian Prime Minister Ernest Solberg was caught in the act of trying to catch them all. News photographers captured Solberg playing Pokemon Go on Tuesday while listening to a heated debate at the Norway Parliament. Solberg's love of Pokemon Go is not a state secret. 
Back in August, Solberg took even more time off from a state visit to Slovakia to hunt for Pokemon on the streets of Bratislava, according to the local newspaper. Her decision to play Pokemon Go during a debate might seem rude, but it seems the game's popularity crosses some Norwegian political lines. Here's your question. True or false? There are 42 million Go, the board game from Japan, players in the world. Uh, I'm I'm just going to guess true. There are 40 million. <laughs> Number two. When Nancy and Matrice Murphy of Naperville, Illinois, went to their local Burger King this weekend, they asked the manager to make sure their food would be warm. As it turned out, the packaging that got them, that they got made them hot under the collar. The Murphys stopped in at Burger King on Sunday for a Whopper, a Whopper Jr., fries, onion rings, and some drinks. Shortly after they got their order, they made an unwelcome discovery. Someone had scrawled the words fuck you on their wrappers. Here's a question. True or false? Onion eelworm. True. <laughs> the answer was true. I said both. No, you said, said fru. <laughs> it's like s- some French name. Question three. A former deputy in Florida created a lot of confusion when he reportedly sent a photo of a cake with the phrase, sorry I tased you, written out in frosting to a woman he had tasered while off duty. Oh my goodness. The picture went viral and it has even been cited in a lawsuit, but it turns out it may not even be the handiwork of former Escambia County deputy Michael Wallers. Stephanie Byron in May filed a civil lawsuit against him for using excessive force, violating her civil rights, committing battery against her, and causing hardships such as physical injuries, monetary loss, and medical expenses, the the Pensacola News Journal reports. Here's your question. You ready? True or false, the global battery industry is worth $48 billion per year. True. Good job. One point. (laughs) Yes, I'm on the scoreboard. You are on the board. All right, four. Two days slow, that's what it is. A marijuana enthusiast from Bremerton, Washington, doesn't like the way his local transit company handles law and odor. It banned Matthew Little from riding buses for six months, saying an overwhelming smell of pot accompanies him whenever he rides. From time to time, I smell like I just smoked some marijuana, probably because I just did, he acknowledged to Cairo TV in Seattle. He doesn't think he smells bad. He describes his personal scent as ganja, or Carl Lagerfeld. Kitsap Transit, however, alleged that Little's odor unreasonably disturbs others, and that its code of conduct allows it to ban passengers who smell of cat urine, human feces, or bad body odor. Here's your question. True or false? Seattle is 5,663 miles from Guam. (laughs) <laughs> Does that have anything to do with the question? Okay, he was I'll, talking to Cairo TV. Okay, I'm gonna guess uh, false. <sighs> How am I supposed to know that? I swam it last month. <laughs> question <laughs> five. The restaurant chain Chuck E. Cheese advertises itself as a place where a kid can be a kid, but that only works when adults choose to be adults. That's the best opening <laughs> line That's ever. Great. This wasn't the case at Chuck E. Cheese in Miami, in parentheses Miami, on Saturday, (laughs) where several sets of parents got into a mass brawl complete with screaming, pushing, shoving, and hair pulling, according to witnesses. No, it wasn't over the quality of the pizza. Crystal Jimenez, a 16-year-old who captured the melee on her phone, said one brawler told her the fighting started because one person was looking at them and instigating a problem when they went up to them and their families got involved, according to the Miami Herald. Here's your question. True or false, Chuck E. Cheese merged with Showbiz Pizza. I'm going to guess true. 
two points up so far. Yes. All right, we're halfway Terrible through. Twos. Halfway through. Ready? Six. A man was arrested after he allegedly placed his penis onto the checkout scanner at a Seattle supermarket, according to a police report by the Huffington <laughs> Post. Seattle. I know. <laughs> Christian Fisher was charged with indecent exposure and assault. According to the report, a security guard just beginning a shift at a QFC on June 22nd noticed a female cashier reacting to something that Fisher had put on the self-checkout scanner. When the guard walked over, he saw the man's, quote, penis resting on top of the scanner. Here's your question. You ready? True or false, Carrie Fisher wrote a book called Delusions of Grandpa. False. She wrote a book called Delusions of Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody writes about Grandpa. (laughs) Seven. Do your friends, family, and our significant other make fun of you when you're freaked out by odd noises in the night? Show them this story. Brad Sapp thought he heard a mysterious voice whisper, Get out of here. In the wee hours of Wednesday morning, when he was sorting cans at the Redemption Center he owns in Carroll, Iowa, the Daily Herald Times reports. I honestly thought I was going crazy, Sapp told the Huffington Post, explaining that he looked all over for the source of the voice. His wife, Carrie, teased him that the voice must have been a ghost, but nine hours later, around 10 a.m., she received a scare of her own when she heard a man yelling for help inside the center's chimney. Oh, he was also naked. Here's your question. True or false? The Daily Times in Malawi was founded in 1987. False. It was founded in 1964. <laughs> uh, I think you're doing great. Uh, I think, I, I think I'm, I'm hitting the right vibe. Watch, I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to hit this vibe all the way up until the next question. Eight. The vibe's over. Pride goeth before a fall. And for a woman on the run in Sydney, Australia, before an arrest... Police said Amy Sharp hated the mugshots the police had given to media and attempted to supply photos she considered more flattering. Sharp, 18, <laughs> is accused of escaping from a correctional facility on August 19th, where she was being held on property offenses, according to the Sydney Morning Herald. Although Sharp was considered a low risk to the public, the New South Wales police put out a bulletin asking for the public's help and included two photos of the suspect looking glum with a blanket over her shoulders. Here's your question. True or false? Sharp is the 10th largest TV manufacturer in the world. You said 10th? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say false. I would have thought they were higher than that. No, they outsourced all their stuff. They oh, are, I didn't know that. They are the 10th. Oh, all right, the more you know, the more you know. I do have that. Yes. <laughs> Nine. Police were called to a 37-year-old suspect's home on a reported domestic disturbance early Sunday morning. When the officer arrived, according to the criminal report, Poole exited his home and said, I will beat every cop's ass. Like a dumbass. Since Poole was arrested and taken to the county jail, it is unlikely he made good on his ass-kicking promise. Poole remains charged with assaulting a police officer and violently resisting a police officer. He remains behind bars in lieu of $5,150 bail. What makes this case interesting is beyond the county is one tiny detail. The criminal aid this pool previously used is Dickface Johnson. Question. The year 37 on the Buddhist calendar is 568. Uh, false? Correct. It's the year 581. How did you know 
that. I did. <laughs> and a 50-50 chance. Don't worry, we'll decide when we leave. Yep. Question 10. So you're at what, four points? Uh, I think you're the leader now. I lost track. A suspected jewel thief in Konya, Turkey, has been arrested after stolen rings and necklaces were found in his rectum during an x-ray exam, police said. The suspect, who is identified as Ah, was arrested <laughs> after police investigating a break-in noticed his peculiar walk, according to DailyShaba.com. The 24-year-old was taken to a local hospital to be examined by an x-ray technician, according to the Anadolu Agency. The technician found several objects in the suspect's anus, including two gold rings, four gold earrings, and two gold necklaces. And an amazing coincidence, these objects belong to the technician's family, according to Hurriyet.com.tr, a Turkish language website. The recovered jewelry was handed over to authorities, presumably after a good scrubbing. Here's your question. True or false, the Unicode symbol for X is 55. True? It's 88. Uh, you know, I was only off by what? Yeah. Four points. How do you think you did? That was, you did, you were a good contestant for the do game. Do I get four cupcakes? You get four points. But <laughs> don't worry. As part of our continued love and worship of our Patreon people, you get a bonus question. Yes, a bonus question. So this is new. If you are on a Patreon tier of $50 or more, you can ask one question for an imaginary point. So, question bonus one from Oaken. In what year did Governor Winthrop of the Massachusetts Bay Colony had the first and only colonial fork in America? Uh, um, I don't know, 1912? No idea. Okay, let me help you out here. Massachusetts Bay Colony. Couldn't tell you. What year was the United States founded in? We weren't colonies after that point, so that should give you some idea of when you shouldn't guess after. Oh. Guess. You can't say 1912. I have a good guess. You know this. But I don't. (laughs) Well, Oaken wants you to answer. I can't count above six. So the year six is your guess? (laughs) No. I don't know. It's uh, uh, 18... Let's go backwards. 18 something. (laughs) Wait. And. I got four points. I'm proud of this. 1630. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone back that far. I thought that was a great question. It was a good question. I knew. Well, of course you did. I have the answer right in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost as bad as the last place you look. (laughs) Thank you for the question, Oaken. All right, let's move right on to this thing. All right, we've pulled the zipper down. It's time for the mailbag. <laughs> I just—I really like the mailbag. I can't change this. No, it's it's staying. Okay. We have two things in the mailbag. First one is from Amethyst. Says, hi for what it's worth. I've been listening to a good while now. I think the show. And I really enjoyed the episode on burn furs, as furry history is really interesting. Especially hearing about the wild first cons and the old school ways first kept in contact. I'd check out some of the old furry con photos from the 80s and 90s. Those are definitely interesting fursuits they had back then. (laughs) 
I'm nodding. <laughs> in the show, you asked whether burn furs existed in some sense. I thought a little odd you didn't bring up cringe furs. Those furs who like to poke fun and showcase the less tactfully and weird members of the fandom. From questionable kink art to wrong time to wrong place RP, they shame and shame all, but tend to be furs themselves. Share and shame all. It seems that they're trying to distance themselves as far away as possible from the yiffier otter parts of the fandom by ridiculing them. There's a strange subset of these self-hating troll furs who like to stir drama and pick on others. I wonder what your thoughts are on this. Are they similar to burn furs? Are they worse? Or with such a big community now, are they drowned out? Toodle Pip, Amethyst. Sometimes a boar, sometimes an eagle, and sometimes a cheeky Volkswagen Beetle. Start from mail for Windows 10. Interesting email. Yeah. Um, you know, I think to answer that last question, I think they're one of two things. They're either drowned out or they're beat up. Because I think people that... I, I think in this digital age, has it, how it's increased and how quick information really gets around, if you're going to beat up on other furries and make fun of them and all that stuff, everybody's going to know who you are and you're going to be alone. Uh, there's just no way around it. I think it's true. Um, so I think it's really slowed down. I don't think you can get away with it near as much as before. You know, I, I think we're in an interesting point because uh, there was a definitely until recently um, an acceptance of king shaming by lack of saying anything about it, where now it's like, you know what? Just because it's not your thing doesn't mean you can make fun of them. There, I think it's okay to say, I prefer not to participate. I won't be uh, in, in looking at that art or whatever. Um, but beyond that, as long as no one's getting killed, so what? Just don't think about it. I mean, it's the same as that, you know, Voltaire quote, you know, defending your right to say it regardless of what it is. You know, it's like... And if you take the kink out of it and it's just like making fun of weird furries... What kind of asshole does that? Yeah, and really, in a way, if you're going to do that, you're already making fun of yourself. Yeah, you know, the fandom is really what it is. Um, and it's 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 cohesive, it's evolving, and it's going to change. I don't love all the changes. It's Change is the only inevitable, though. And so, um, I don't I don't like the idea that people are being cringe for us out there. I don't know how much I can do about it. I guess it's maybe yeah, I think the biggest problem is not knowing what the you know really what you can do about um, that, other than anytime it comes up, say that's not okay. That's really it. I mean, that's it's it's those again those individual acts that make a big difference to the whole. Yep. Hopefully, that's a good answer. If you don't find it acceptable, please write back. We'll <laughs> refund your money. Moving on, our next and final emails. Hey there, Tugs, Rue, Koru, and Guest, and Firebreath. Yeah, I know, he mostly reads the intro. It's Commander Wolf with a simple update. Over the summer, I've been listening to seasons 2 through 5 and the recent season 6 episodes. Unfortunately, I still haven't found a decent program on a computer that can open the zip file of season 1. So I was wondering, until I get a better one, how many episodes are there in season 1? I tried to keep it short. Any whore, I hope you're doing fine and continue doing what you do best, but less picking on Rue. He's not all about that tug life. Oh my god. <laughs> Signed both. Um, I wrote back, I think there's 16 episodes. I wasn't on season one, so I, I don't know. Um, and it's just an archive. You have, it's a big archive you have to download. Um, episode zero is online for listening, but the rest are archived. Well, I, you know, I think you should just bring the episodes with you to the, you know, for what it's worth con that's in Colorado next month. And, you know, <laughs> you have no problem. You know, I unzip the file for him. I don't know how I feel about the idea of a for what it's worth con. Like, it's in Colorado. It would be a room party because six people would show up. That's what I'm telling you. It's in a, it's a, we, you know, it's in Colorado. Everybody will show up. It'll oh be fine. My god. Oh my god. I don't know. Anyway, I hope <laughs> I, I hope that answered it for <laughs> you because now it's time for this. Thanks for writing in. Mm-hmm. 
you commented on the site yet? It's time to be reminded in housekeeping. <laughs> I like this version of the bumper better. I do. <laughs> Are you just losing your mind listening to that? I should just go get my duster. Oh, my God. All right. Well, uh, thank you to the wonderful support cast of the show. We love Koru and Firebreath. Uh, Koru hasn't been with us because his work schedule is insane. Firebreath is in Canada, but we still love him to death anyway. Um, what else do we need to do here? Um, God, I need Rue. Well, you know... <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> well, Tug's like can likes candy, and it is October, so you feel free to send him, you know, candy. <laughs> uh, we won't dust the cobwebs this month off the site, oh, just lovely. an honorary uh, um, <laughs> observance of Halloween. Uh, well, find us on social media. We are at For What It's Worth on Twitter. Search for For What It's Worth on Facebook if you have one. We are on Telegram. If you'd like to join the chat, let us know. We'll add you. We thought about publishing the link, and then a bunch of spam happened. Yeah, yeah. We're on Google Plus. Check it out. And I have been posting the the Google Plus groups. People are responding now. And I'm I'm Lyric, and I'm mainly on Twitter. And you can follow me at the handle Coon Lyric. Did you have fun guest hosting? I loved it. It was a blast. <laughs> I know. Next time you're not depressing people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I. I you know, positive topics are fun. Like right now, I, I have this uncontrollable urge to want to go like on a slip and slide. So it's really random. But That's what the show is. <laughs> a slip and slide? It's a slip and slide. It's slippery. By whammo. <laughs> <laughs> Has oh this ever God. happened to you? <laughs> All right. I think it's time to announce the next episode. The next episode. <laughs> <laughs> is the Halloween episode unless Rabbit Valley happens. So, if you haven't sent your story, that's all of you people. If you haven't sent your story, do it. We need your stories very soon. We will need them by the 20th of October. The best stories will be read on the air, foliated, and have music set in real time to them. Yeah, we actually do that like it's a theater. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you writing a story? And will you be killing Rue? Because last year I had nothing to do with it and everyone killed Rue. Are you saying you want me to write a story that includes yeah, I, the killing of Rue? Yeah, actually I do. Okay. That's I'll, on the record now. I'll see if I can do that. <laughs> yay! <laughs> Speaking of yay, if you have voted, the Bedfellows are trying to put out a video game called Rampage, I think. Is it Rampage? I think Not Rampage. Uh, um, Frenzy. Yeah. Frenzy. Bedfellows Frenzy. Um, and they have it up on Steam Greenlight. So if you want to see the Bedfellows video game, and you very, very much do, go. Go now. Vote yes. <laughs> 2016. Yes on Bedfellows. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you are willing to give up your money to two idiots on the internet, feel free to go to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash FWIW. We'll spend your money on getting Nuka a better mic. <laughs> and don't worry we'll play some Kenny G yeah we will <laughs> alright I think that's it anything else no I think we got it all okay let's do this thing this is Tugs and this is Lyric and this has been the weirdest episode possibly of for, for what, what it's, it's worth, worth. <laughs> <laughs>